0: This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors.
1: 93.3 WMMR, audio on demand, presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano.
0: All right, today's Thursday, June 24th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. One man was injured after a masked gunman opened fire in a Delaware park on Wednesday night. It happened at 730 in the evening at 23rd and Bower Street near the community center. Police say about 300 people were there for a softball game when the bullets started flying. Jeez. A 24-year-old man was hit in the leg in the parking lot. A nurse who happened to be there was able to help the victim before he was rushed to the hospital. Um, she said he was, you know, he was freaking out and she was trying to just keep him calm. Right. Uh, the man is listed in critical condition at an area hospital. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact Wilmington police. At least one person was killed in a partial collapse of a Surfside high-rise condo bi- building in Miami. Search and rescue efforts are now underway and at least eight people have been hospitalized after the collapse of the residential building. It happened just before 1.30 a.m. Thursday at the Champlain Towers South Condo on Collins Avenue in Surfside north of Miami. Dozens of people have been imp- impacted. Eight people have been taken to area hospitals. Search and rescue crews um, say that, they're, that the efforts are underway and there are reports of more people that are trapped more than 80 miami-dade fire rescue units and technical rescue teams are on the scene the collapse happened on the beach side of the building a 12-story residential building constructed in 1981 there are no uh there's no immediate word on the cause of this collapse
0: wow that we're looking at pictures of it that's insane yeah. looks like the whole building yeah 12-story, 12-story like- building mm-hmm.
3: sheared right wow. off
2: yeah terrible yeah. after pandemic delays philadelphia is finally getting ready to enact the plastic bag ban passed in 2019 but it will be a slow ro- rollout officials say the legislation will be implemented starting thursday july 1st businesses have until april 1st 2022 to comply after that they will be fined environmental advocates say philadelphia uses close to 1 billion single-use plastic bags every year
0: so my wife has switched over to using the reusable bags exclusively now so every time she goes to the store or we go together she takes these bags, and so I would use the leftover the plastic bags. We would save them after going to the grocery store and then use them for something else. So I use them for like bringing my lunch to work, yeah, and likewise. Stuff like that, yeah, or kitty litter. We have run out, really, and I'm like, oh. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I need to, I got to find another little tote to bring my things around in. How about uh, like a nice Gucci bag? Yeah, yeah right? Real nice. Like to a Louis, baton 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 Louis Vuitton or something like that. Louis Vuitton, you yeah. look so stylish. So you run out of the plastic bags or the reusable plastic. ones? We've stopped using the, the plastic yeah. bags, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Wait, now i all have to get one that I'm going to bring every day. To yeah. get, but, but, I mean, I was just so used to going into the pantry right. and grabbing one because we, we had this little the special container that you would shove those yeah, bags in. Yeah, yeah, So, same. Yeah, But we've stopped using them, and I'm glad we've stopped using them. And actually, it's kind of nice. And, and so the, the reusable bags, some of them are, um, they have the... Um, uh, uh you know to keep uh, cold stuff in like a freezer then, bag yeah i forgot what it's uh, what the word i'm looking at. it's thermally uh, yes, uh, right. sealed so uh so it's actually better a- anyway so. I,
3: I do the same thing we have them and actually press it i'll, I'll put uh half used cans of paint and oil yeah. into it and then i'll drop it into the sewer mm. and to me that's the best way i'm recycling you don't put that in the river
4: no i put it uh, no, the, the, the,
3: the, the main garbage oh the main the garbage, garbage. Okay. Okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i want to i want to follow the rules. yeah i got you. <laughs> uh, so,
2: environmental. Uh, well, the city will uh, will uh, use the next nine months to uh, use it as a warning period. Basically, they're saying business owners are encouraged to start phasing out their single-use plastic bag supply now, and then post signs to notify customers. In sports this morning. Oh, hey! Charlin Castro hit a go-ahead two-run single off closer. Hector Neris in the ninth inning in the Washington Nationals rallied three times to beat the Phillies 13-12 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. What the f- is this? It was the first game in Major League history that featured a grand slam and a three-run home run for each team. The what f- the f- Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Ugly,
5: <laughs> so ugly.
2: <laughs> the Phils are off today before opening up a weekend series in New York against the Mets tomorrow afternoon. Last night in the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks be- beat the Milwaukee Bucks one sixteen <laughs> to one thirteen in Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Trey Young scored forty eight points and Clint Capella converted a go ahead put back with twenty nine point eight seconds left. Game Two is tomorrow night in Milwaukee. In the NHL, Anthony Beauvillier scored a minute eight into overtime as the New York Islanders rallied to beat the Tampa Bay. Lightning 3-2 to force a deciding Game 7 in their Stanley Cup semifinals. And in soccer, Jamiro Montero scored and Andre, uh, Andre Blake made two saves for the sixth shutout of the season as the Union beat the Columbus crew 1-0 to extend their unbeaten streak to seven matches. Monteiro had the only shot on goal in the 24th minute, but it was enough for the Union to move to five wins and two ties since May 8th. And that's what I have for you this morning.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you for yet another day. We're going to share together, getting you into work or wherever you may be headed to as quickly and as efficiently as possible. We do have some things on the program as far as guests go. Uh, We're going to have WWE wrestler Drew Gulak in.
3: Yes. And uh, And for one reason and one reason only, right? It's to have some of my edible cheese board that I made. He, uh, as they say thirsted for a picture that you posted on Instagram oh, like yeah, of yeah, your uh, right. of your cheese board and now that yeah. no, he will not stop until he gets it he's like the terminator
0: well it turns out he he uh, is uh, i guess listened to the president of Steve show and uh he wanted to be on the program and we're like <laughs> hell yes so it, w- it was wild because i had posted this picture of my my edible charcuterie <laughs> and, I, and i made one for today nice nice uh and and i saw this one like on there and i saw a blue check by the guys name. And I'm like, what the hell? And I looked up, and he had like over 300,000 followers. And and it turns out, I'm like, why would Drew be yeah, interested in what I have to say? How did he randomly come across this? And it turns out he's
3: uh, a fan of the press. Right. The How
0: cool is that? And, of course,
3: in the world of the w- WWE, charcuterie is a big thing. Of course yeah. it is, yeah, yeah.
0: yes. So I have a, I, I just dressed it up and uh, I... I Is't it, it's not as good as the last one I made no. on a personal opinion level, I think well,
3: let me ask you this, this question uh do these routinely uh well routinely this is the second one you've made, i guess right um should they be heated um ideally, yeah, you would okay.
0: want it to be warm, but right. i I'm not you know I wasn't going to let it sit out all night, so no. I, it's been in the fridge but listen i we we feasted on that thing for like three or four days Because right. I made it it was just me and Rochelle Because I, right. I just wanted to make it. Uh, and it was way too much for the two of us, so I kept putting it back in the fridge, and I kept going back in and, and picking Pick at it. Right, so, and perfect. it. And it's fine. So I'll set it out here in a little bit to let it temper, yeah. get to room temperature, yeah. uh, and we'll have it ready for Mr. Gulak when he gets here, which will be around eight fifteen, eight twenty or so. Uh, we're also going to have another in-studio guest, and that's musician Don McCloskey. He and Rob Macleaney have been good buddies forever. Yes. And Rob is going to be joining us during that interview as well. Uh Don is a is a great musician. Uh we've actually had him on before. Uh and he has a song that's going to be appearing in Mythic Quest the season finale, right Nick? Yeah, tomorrow night. Okay. So, uh we'll talk to uh, Don and Rob and we'll just get the latest uh, from Rob as well is that friendly matchup of uh, Rex AFC and the Philadelphia Union, who won last night. Yes, they did. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk to him and the, both of them around nine. And then uh, speaking of the Phils, which we were in sports, John Brazier is going to be stopping by this morning. And he is the uh, director of fun and games at the Philadelphia. That's Hall. a cool position to have. It is. Yeah. And uh, John's one of our oldest friends. Uh, John was, uh, when I first moved to Philadelphia, he's actually one of the first local people I yeah. hooked up oh, with. Good. And Yeah. Uh, so he will be stopping by this morning. We'll see what's going on in his world with the team and everything. All right. And oh, I thought you wanted to say something. No,
4: nah, yeah. I
0: love you. Okay. Well, well no, you, it's
4: a, today's John's birthday. Oh, oh, is it? oh. Yeah. And Not only is it his birthday, but it's also the 35th anniversary of his 21st birthday. Oh, wow.
0: Well, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to John and celebrate all that later on this morning. All right. Uh, I also have some giveaways. Casey, let's see. You know what? I can give a couple of the way these went now. We very rarely do giveaways this early in the morning. But uh, we have a virtual attendance screening of Amazon Studios' new action sci-fi film, The Tomorrow War. That's the Chris Pratt film. Uh, So let's take three callers, 215-263-WMMR. The screening, uh, the advanced screening will be Thursday, July 1st, and the movie opens on Amazon Prime Friday, July 2nd. 215-263-WMMR, tis the number. Give us a call right now. We'll set you up with that. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. The Entertainment Report, The Stupid Question, more stuff to give away.
6: We'll be back in a sec. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Summer is here and your local Acme is stock and ready with the precious meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid
0: question prize, $50 Metro Diner gift card is what we have. This is a very interesting question. There is a small aluminum plaque on the moon that commemorates astronauts and cosmonauts who have died in the line of duty.
3: What is this plaque called? Hmm. Yeah, right? Isn't that interesting? I... Know a lot about all of the space program and the 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 race to the moon, and I have never heard this two one five two six three w m m r so there 's a small aluminum
0: plaque on the moon commemorates astronauts and cosmonauts who have died in the line of duty. What is that plaque called? 215263 WMMR.
3: I know there is a Bob's Big Boy statue up there, Ooh, Preston. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I yeah. saw
0: that in yeah. a movie yeah. one time. All right, so birthdays today, uh, Thursday, June 24th. A few musical birthdays to share. We'll start with uh, Jeff Beck. You love him. One of the all time greatest guitarists. In fact, uh, Freeway Jam. Is that what you're playing, yeah. Case? Yes, yeah. yes. So this is in MMR's Essential 200. It's uh, this instrumental piece. It's really cool. Jeff Beck, when he got away from uh, Yardbirds and so on and, and started to head down this kind of jazzy rock path. And he loves this. He found yeah. what he was meant to do. Absolutely. And he fell in love with this kind of style of music. And... He really is fantastic, and the musicians he surrounds himself with are amazing.
3: I have to say, I do love jazz and fusion jazz guitars and guitarists, or at least you know, the, that whole genre. There's a guy I love named Lee Rittenauer and a few others who are just incredible at it. Uh, he played uh, with uh, Rod Stewart
0: yes. for uh, several uh, projects and uh, just a great musician. So happy 77th birthday to Mr. Jeff Back. Love this song. All right. Also, one of the greats, Mick Fleetwood ah, turns 74 years old so, today. Best known for uh, Running Man and then Fleetwood Mac, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That, in that, that order? Right. Yeah. That turn in Running Man was pretty amazing. <laughs> What's your
4: favorite Fleetwood Mac song?
0: Uh, man, you know what? It's That's hard to say. That's too Yeah. I mean, we were talking about The Chain the other day, which is on our Essential 200 as well. What a powerful song. What yeah. an amazing song.
4: And it was used perfectly
0: in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yeah. great. It's awesome. But I don't know, man. There's, <clears throat> I mean, you know, Gold Dust Woman is awesome. Rhiannon is awesome. The Rhiannon Silver Springs. Yeah. There, there's so many good songs. Mm-hmm. when one you don't stop uh, thinking about tomorrow,
7: all, all that stuff. So I know uh, I know Frampton comes alive gets credit as one of the greatest live albums uh, of all time and it's deserved. But uh, the dance by Fleetwood Mac, Steve, I know you'll uh, all agree the time, with me. Nick, it, all it, the time. I listen to it nonstop and it's love just it. one hit after another. And there's a few newer songs. I mean, the, that record probably came out 22 years ago, but uh, and that, there's some newer songs on there that I love as well. That version of Silver Springs on oh, that yeah, on that live album is unreal. phenomenal. There, uh,
4: you guys I tell you we all watched, saw Sound City, right? Yes, the, uh, the Dave Grohl documentary. But when they hit. Uh, Rhiannon, hmm. this, the opening sounds of this song, I just absolutely love. I could stop you and get to listen boner. to that. Like, Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. That's all Lindsey Buckingham right there. I man. know, uh, I know. Great I hope. Man, I hope they like patch things up. It would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, they've done this, it
3: before; they can do it again.
4: This yeah. is one. These. Uh, this is a band that I never saw live, and I would love to because uh, you want to. I want to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mick Fleetwood, seventy-four years old today. Uh, Steve, the other. I don't think I have any other musical birthdays, so I will end with this one. I have several other birthdays, but music-wise, it's Arthur Brown's
3: birthday. Arthur Brown, so, I am the God. Of Tim. And I bring you charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> I made some charcuterie mm-hmm. on my fire.
4: That's right. It's not playing.
3: What? It's, my
4: it's not playing.
0: playing. Casey normally would go, into a, uh, would go into the I am the God of Hellfire. I am
8: the God of Hellfire. I'm, I'm really good at that.
0: That's spot on, yeah, by thank the way. You. If only I could take that's Vegas. That's the way you say I at the beginning.
3: I am the
4: god of hellfire.
0: Is is everything frozen or did no, you just use just Arthur Brown? Just
4: Arthur Brown. Well, we have a specific Arthur
0: Brown switch yeah. that Rodney installed <laughs> a while ago. I right, we can't have that. All right, we're gonna have to No, uh, we have to wait. We're gonna have to get Marissa to He's, redub it maybe Kate? How old is he, Preston? He's seventy nine. I said-
3: am the god of pudding in the afternoon. <laughs> He's a little bit older now.
0: It says 79 disputed, so he may be older than that. He may have lied. Already. I am
3: the god of disputed birthdays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, we'll, we'll we'll circle back around. Uh, uh, no, there's another musical birthday. Colin Blundstone, who is the lead singer of the band The, she's so- not there. the Zombies. Thank you. Well,
5: let me tell you, uh, you about the way she's
0: the great the color of hair. so they were inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame a couple of years ago yes and uh you know that's what i love about that that ceremony is you sometimes you'll forget about the talent of people until you see them get back together it's True, they, they do the quick retrospective and then they perform
3: and the zombies were a great freaking band did you ever see their tour rider it, they always have, to have a bowl full of brains. Brains, the, yeah, yeah. really? Wow. <laughs> Colin is seventy
0: six today. Uh, Peter Weller, the actor, RoboCop. He's greatness. He's so good. He's seventy four. Do you know who he shares a birthday with? Uh,
4: Nancy Allen, who is the in Robo-Cop! RoboCop. This happens a lot. Where you're, you know, two people will share the same birthday, and they're in the, and I can't help but think, I'm like. I wonder well, if they had a birthday cake on. Cake on. They set. probably <laughs> did. And and <laughs> RoboCop
3: used his knife extension to cut it. Yeah. He
4: uh, had a knife extension. Yes.
3: Uh, well, it was it was the spike.
0: Com- it was the computer uh, oh, right, interface, yeah. Yeah. and it was a spike. Yeah.
3: But he could use it to cut cake. He yeah. could
0: use it to cut cakes sure, as yeah. well. So, and I think uh, the practical nature of it. Peter Weller is a few years older than Nancy. She is seventy-one. I can he is, cut cakes with this as well. <laughs> he is seventy-four years old. Uh, so Nancy Allen, besides uh, RoboCop and Carrie. Uh, was Carrie was the one? Yeah, she was the bitchy girl against the uh the That's it. Yeah, the pig's blood. And then what was the one with John Fulty here in Philadelphia? Blowout. Blowout, thank you very much. Those are the only movies that I really know her from. But I know she's been in other things. Just to Kill. Uh so happy birthday to those RoboCop co stars. Uh actress Danielle Spencer, who played D on What's oh.
3: Happening? Yeah. <laughs> she's great.
0: Yep. Ooh. Yep. She is uh fifty six days. She was my favorite. She do, do anything else? Not that I know of, no. Uh, then you have supermodel Petra Nemkova. Uh, she
7: is turning forty-two years old. Uh, which one is she? Uh, of these, she uh, was the one that got stuck. Remember the tsunami, and she yeah. was. Uh, That's like, right. Yes, clinging to a tree and lost oh. her boyfriend. Right? They, and, made, a, they uh, made a movie out
0: of it. Yeah, it was a terrifying story. Uh, Minka Kelly. Minka. Oh,
3: she is uh, forty-one. Who's today. she dating nowadays? Minka is with, um, and we were just talking to. She is with Monka. N-
0: Minka and Monka. Minka and Monka. Yep.
7: Yes, Trevor Noah. That's it. Trevor Noah. Oh no! Oh, wow. When you Google wow. Minka Kelly, Kelly boyfriend, you have to uh, Google twenty twenty one. Right? <laughs> you can't oh, just no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, happy forty one to her.
0: Uh, Mindy Calling.
5: love her. Oh. Turns a
0: year old. That is the biggest penis I have ever seen. <laughs> is that from uh, the Office?
4: Yeah. What happened to we had? What happened to the theme of the Office? <laughs> I thought that was the theme. Well, that gets it done. That doesn't yeah. sound a bit like Mindy Kaling. Mm, nah, it does. Uh, she is 42 We're on a roll. today. Oh, uh, I am, certainly.
3: I am Mindy Kaling.
4: Uh, okay,
0: By so, the way, I found out it, she does, she pronounces it Kaling. I heard uh, her say it herself. And that's why I would always call her Mindy Kaling. So yeah, absolutely. You, you hear the person say it themselves and you're like, I've been saying that wrong all the time. Like Casey now says uh, Justin Theroux. Yes. Even though he says Thoreau, And he, even he says he, was in, he admitted that he was mispronouncing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mindy Kaling is 42 today. And then the last birthday I have is actor Ian Glenn. Uh, he is 60 years old, and in Game of Thrones, he played Jorah Mormont. And what did he do? Khaleesi. Uh, Can he... you just give me a quick thumbnail of that story? Sure, bro? let me <laughs> run that down for you real quick. Uh, no, the the, uh, the Queen of Dragons, Khaleesi, Jorah Mormont was kind of her protector. And, right? And uh, was, since she was a child, he kept an eye on her. And he there. there's this big betrayal, and he's actually in love with her. And, Steve, you've seen him in I other have. things. Yes, I have. Actually, I think he was in Kick-Ass, or Kick-Ass 2. He might have been in the second movie, but he's been in, in several things. But uh, he, he was great on that show. He was excellent in Game of Thrones. Chris,
4: what was the third birthday you did? I can't remember. Uh, the third birthday was Arthur Brown. Oh, okay. I
6: am the god of hellfire. <laughs> and I bring you fire. I bring you fire.
5: Let's
3: Let's go build some tires so we can make
0: Preston think of an old
9: girlfriend.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, Arthur Brown. There we go, the proper celebration. The crazy world of Arthur Brown, uh, 79 today. All right, uh, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. There's a small aluminum plaque. On the moon that commemorates astronauts and cosmonauts who have died in the line of duty. What is that called? And I will go to, hang on a second, our first caller in was Mark, so I'm going to go to him. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right. Uh, Mark, do me a favor. What is the name of that plaque?
6: The Fallen Astronaut. You're correct.
1: You
0: got it. Hang on. We shall gather your information, sir, and give you a $50 Metro Diner gift card. Satisfy your burger cravings. Metro Diner's new offerings, including the breakfast burger topped with an egg, hash browns, and bacon. This mouth-watering burger is perfect for when you want breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. And you can order it at metrodiner.com or seated it at your local diner.
3: Did you know there's a bronze plaque on the moon as well that just says one word, roasted? No. Roasted. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and so they should have that. All right,
0: so we're going to start with this. Kim Kardashian uh, has obtained a permanent restraining order against Charles Peter Zelenoff, uh, a man that she claims has been stalking her for months. Uh, TMZ reports that the court ordered Zelenoff, uh, to keep his distance for three years. During a hearing on Wednesday. So, okay, so when they say
3: permanent... Yeah, that's I was curious about. I was wondering if permanent meant until the day he leaves this earth. Yeah. Three years, to me, does not seem permanent.
0: No, exactly. It seems more like three years. I was curious about the term as well, Steve, so I don't know what the point is of adding the three years in there so uh the skims founder was granted a temporary restraining order earlier this month after the man sent an engagement ring and contraceptive pill plan b to her home and it's not the first time he's made contact with her according to court papers he had previously made attempts to enter the gated community where she lives uh she kim had previously stated that she was fearful of Zelenov. Uh, because he has a criminal background as well. So she got a yeah, training order. And, yep. It's like three-quarters of the family is dealing with stalkers yeah, of some yeah. sort. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you hear about this? Harrison Ford uh, sustained a shoulder injury on the yeah. set of Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. Um, that has required him to take a hiatus from filming while treatment is evaluated. Did you hear how he got it? Mm-mm. He's putting his hat on.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's getting older, man. Yeah. In the meantime, director James Mangold will continue to shoot without Harrison.
6: Can we just keep it off?
0: Uh, the, the extent <laughs> of Ford's injury is unknown, though it's hardly the first time that he's hurt himself while making a movie. Harrison, could you could you whip a little harder? <laughs> In the past, Ford suffered a serious back injury on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And endured leg trauma on Star Wars The Force Awakens.
3: Well, remember this is the same guy who uh, crashed a plane into a golf course and, was, and, and survived, you know. Yep, he's pretty durable.
0: Indiana Jones 5 began production earlier this month in the UK. Plot details for the sequel haven't been
3: announced yet. I'd be curious to see if they go more hardline, you know, otherworldly and uh, that whole element, or if they reel it in a bit.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, the seventy-eight-year-old, of course, is reprising his iconic role as the fedora-wearing, swashbuckling archaeologist. By the way, they always say fedora-wearing. That hat he wears is not a fedora. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a. I've forgotten the name of it, but a fedora is definitely a different style of hat. Uh, his is a little bit bigger. It's a little floppier on the um, on the uh. brim, and it's a little bit larger on the top. Uh, at least that's what I'd read somewhere. Uh, so Phoebe Waller Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen will co-star.
7: Does it say it is a fedora, Nick? Let me say. Uh, well, they say it, uh, but I, I think you're right. I've heard that as well. Yeah. And it's it's a not a fedora. Maybe <laughs> Why, did a fedora? <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be a
9: fedora? Fedoras. Easter one. bonnets. <laughs> I hate Easter bonnets. Like <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs>
4: Stetson. Uh, see if you can find out. Uh, right. uh, Yamakas. <laughs> I mean, does anybody but Indiana Jones look good in that hat? Yes, Kathy. <laughs> I don't wear hats. I know, but I would just imagine. <laughs> um, as far
3: as these go, yeah, there, there have been a few in throughout movies, but nobody is okay. more on No, a I'm social. not talking movies.
4: I'm talking real life. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here. It says it's a
0: wide-brimmed sable fedora. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I'm off there. We'll move on to something else. <laughs> don't hear. Look over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, Drake Bell's
3: pleaded guilty to yeah, yeah, felony attempted at child endangerment. So this story, Preston, and I've read multiple versions of this story, I still can't determine exactly what was done. Do do you have any insight into that? Not
0: really. I mean, so according to the uh, Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office, 34-year-old former star of Drake and Josh engaged in an inappropriate online relationship with an underage girl that at times was sexual in nature. So I guess they were... Um, sending messages back yeah. and forth, and it got uh, it got uh, provocative. So uh, the
3: classification of, I, I guess, endangering—that's they use the maybe? word endangering—and I wonder how that pertains to it, or is that just the default explanation?
0: No, I don't know. Uh, misdemeanor charge of uh, disseminating matter harmful to juvenile, juveniles as well. So prosecutors say the girl, who was then 15, also attended Bell's 2017 concert in Cleveland. Uh, he entered the guilty plea via Zoom on Wednesday, and his sentencing is scheduled for July 12th, where he faces up to two years in prison. I don't okay. oh boy, get yeah. that,
4: but he does face that. But in happier Drake and Josh news, did you guys see that uh, Josh? It's Josh Peck, right? Josh Peck. You talk about Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah, they're doing. He's doing the TV series. He's playing the uh, Tom Hanks. No, role, not the dog role. I believe he's. Playing Tom Hanks' son is he? I, it seems like. Well, there you go. What the, what, from what I gathered from the trailer that I watched, and I watched the whole thing, uh, is that this hooch in this movie uh, was Tom Hanks' dog, and apparently Tom Hanks' character thought it, it was it. It was almost like a reincarnation of the other hooch. Right. Okay, something along those lines. So I wonder. If that's you know, if I everything I gathered is correct, I wonder if Tom Hanks actually you're makes a big set, fan. an appearance in this. Yeah. I bet
0: you're hoping they kill the dog in this movie. too, This is right,
4: bullcrap, right? Man, yeah. that's why K9 is a superior cop dog
5: you know,
3: movie. You should see his Turner and Cooch, which is the adult <laughs> version. <laughs> and honestly, that vagina stays alive at the end of the movie. Well, a happy end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tried yeah. to murder, <laughs> and there's a happy end. It it's still well. slavers yeah. a lot, though. Oh, Press sure, sure. There's a sure. scene sure. where the vagina's hanging out the window. All <laughs> <laughs> that. Schmack, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah I,
0: I'm sure I think that. All right, uh, hey, uh, Stephen Demel the actor from Arrow... Yes. Uh, ...is setting the record straight about why he was removed from a Delta flight on Monday. TMZ reported that the former Arrow star was forcibly removed from the plane after allegedly screaming at his wife, Cassandra Jean. The actor quickly responded on Twitter, writing, My wife and I got into an argument on Monday afternoon on a Delta flight from Austin to L.A., I was asked to lower my voice, and I did. Approximately 10 minutes later, I was asked to leave the flight, and I did so immediately. I was not forcibly removed. He continued saying, I rebooked myself on a Southwest flight two hours later and traveled home without any further issue. I let my emotions get the better of me. End of story. Must be a slow news cycle.
3: So I uh, was thinking about this, and I think I might have some insight into what happened here. He he suffers from panic attacks, like debilitating panic attacks. And flying is one of the things that apparently is wow, no nightmarish for him. So my guess is he got liquored up a bit and got cantankerous and they and you know and, and got, you know, verbal and they pulled him off the flight. That's you know, that to me seems like a likely thing because I was listening to a podcast, I forget who he was talking to, but he was describing how it just lays him out, the panic attacks. Yeah, but he got in a fight with his wife. Yeah, yeah like a verbal so like maybe, my you know. Wife. Uh, it's my wife. Um,
0: yeah, so I don't know, man. You got to be, to throw you off a flight, you got to be, I don't know.
3: I don't you, know. You, I don't yelling know at his wife, so. I mean, you don't get any accommodation for being a superhero. Right. Yeah. Uh The airline confirmed the incident in a statement to E!
0: News on Wednesday, but did not mention a male by name. A Delta spokesperson said Delta Flight 966 on June 21st took a brief Eight minute departure delay after an unruly customer was deplaned from the aircraft prior to departure in Austin. The flight arrived ahead of schedule in Los Angeles International Airport. So,
3: by the way, I don't how, know. how did we end up with deplaned, you know, as a form of from tattoo exiting, exiting a plane? Oh, deplaned. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. A... How do we end up with deplaned? Yeah. You don't decar. You don't.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Would it be de board? You don't. Do you de boat? No. 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 You don't detrain. I mean De-park, you don't. De-car. There is a detrain, no. but you don't. Right, yeah. yeah. Where is
3: the De- train? bus? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh Britney Spears is expected to make a rare statement to the court or she was yesterday in her years-long com- com- uh, conservatorship case. I haven't heard any details on how it went, but What's that? Kat? She
2: did. She she made the statement. It was over like uh, Zoom or phone or something like that. And and she spoke. And then her dad's attorney spoke. And the judge did not make a decision yet. But she basically said that it's holding her back in life, having to you know have her father be in control of everything. Did you
3: watch the the series? the little uh, limited series on, on uh, nope. the Britney thing. Uh, it was really interesting. We talked about it before and the the whole concept of the conservatorship. But in the apparently during the court proceedings, she brought up that that she's basically required to. To keep using contraception. Oh
2: yeah, she, so she wants yeah. to get married and have, and have a baby, a kid. and have yeah. a baby. That's the whole thing. And um, yeah, basically, under this conservatorship, she has to continue to take birth control. But my, but I'm thinking, like, well, what? Just, just don't do it then. If well, you're that, like, right. what, how are they controlling that? So,
7: what does this statement mean? I have an right. IUD in my body.
2: With, oh. oh yeah.
0: Well, here, I, I Marissa just brought the story to me, so I can tell you what she said in the court. Uh, she presented her side of the the uh, last 13 years of her life. Uh, which have been controlled by the Jamie Spears-led conservatorship. Uh, she noted that any claims that she has dementia are false, uh, noting that she has been the one to teach her dancers the choreography for her shows. Uh, Spears also pointed out the medication that she has been given over the last eight years, including lithium, which she called a strong drug. Uh, she compared herself to a sex trafficking victim while describing her life where she's forced to work every day. Uh, She said, "The people who did this to me should not be able to get away and walk away so easily."
3: And there, uh, there is a point made in this series uh, that some of the people who are overseeing this conservatorship actually benefit financially. Oh
2: yeah, he gets money. Gets money. He gets money money. each month. So, so,
3: um, and and in a way, Preston. To me, I think the most compelling argument with this whole thing is they kind of put it in context. There are people who are not under a conservatorship. Who go around and do dumb things and are you know? They're they're. Think of all the rock stars. Think of Tommy Lee uh, during the height of all the Motley Crew stuff. Y- you know all the crazy stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. W- was that any? more you know more or less she what didn't bre-
0: seem that out of control right to me. So, so she so just break- shaved so her head whatever. yeah she
3: had, a, she, no, had a breakdown. she had a whole
2: period where she where there was a breakdown and right. listen I, I don't but i mean that's years ago i know but the, the, we don't know the whole story behind this i mean there are so many people i have a friend right now who, who's going through some some mental issues and right. when she is not on her medication she is fat as crazy right and so much so where people are worried about her life okay so if if keeping Britney on medication is going to save her life, if that's really what they're doing, then they' I don't find that there's <laughs> no, anything wrong no. with that. It's well, odd that your dad would control your life this you know at this age, but you know what? If if it's going to save her life, then would there
0: be doctors that would step up and yes. say
4: you need to?
0: But keep the dad this person is ma- on medication.
2: Yeah, but the dad is making these decisions, so maybe the doctors are saying did that. Did you see the movie yeah.
4: I Care a Lot yet, Kathy? Because when I when oh, I yeah. hear about this, yeah. stuff, I did. This, I it thought gives... that
2: was a terrible movie.
4: Okay, it was a good movie, and the one on uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah where the the conservatorship where she uh
0: controls uh, elderly people and their yeah, lives yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it 's a messed up movie, but it 's a peek into how someone if they if they work the uh the angles
4: can control <laughs> yeah, someone 's yeah, yeah. life and yeah. you know? they can it happens all the time and yeah. so that gives me pause when I see that, and listen, I know that that 's a movie, um and you know it's scripted and works and works out perfectly for those the two hours yeah. that you 're watching on t v but it's based in some sort of reality, and so that gives me yeah. pause when I hear about stuff like this. And when you're talking about somebody who has millions and millions, money makes other people go crazy, too. Not just the, you know, well, not history, just
3: Britney. Entertainment history is replete with uh, history yeah. in general, but think, think of the True. doctor's... The doctor who took care of Michael Jackson, the doctor Elvis. who took care of Elvis, mm-hmm. the doctor who took care of Brian Wilson. Yeah, I'm just Simmons.
2: thinking the other side of it, though. Think about the, the, the people who have committed suicide, maybe because they weren't on no, medication she, listen, or receiving help.
3: There, There is there's a fine line, but at a certain point, I think, uh, you know, and this is the big question here. Is, is she capable of...
2: Is she mentally stable uh, uh, oh,
3: You mm-hmm. know, yeah. can the case be made with the, that is she any more loony than people who are out and are handling all their own affairs... And doing far less than she's doing, you know, should she be under this strict
7: control? Can we can we bring
3: up this uh, IUD thing? Because I'm totally confused by well, it. Well, yeah, let me let me
0: finish okay. this. Okay, so she goes on. She added that she had no idea that she could petition the court to end her conservatorship. She also had been told by her court-appointed lawyer, Samuelingham the third. ...that she should not share details of what had been done to her with the public. Uh, She said, all I want is to own my money and for this to end... ...and for my boyfriend to be able to effing drive me in his car... ...and honestly, I want to be able to sue my family. Um, uh, She couldn't have autonomy of her own body, she said... ...having been told that she was not allowed to get married or have another child... ...and she says an IUD was implanted against her will... She said, I have an IUD in my body right now that won't let me have a baby and my conservators won't let me go to the doctor to take it out. So according to this, according to her, Nick, they they forcibly made her get that.
2: Well, so it's again, it's I think it's the dad that's making the medical decision no, so, no. so, so yes yeah, so at the yeah. point when she was not doing well yes they probably said okay time to go get that put in and the doctor can't take it out unless the person who's making the decision says yes well right. that's out. what this whole and thing is predicated her on yeah, she's yeah.
3: trying to surrender her control back
0: to herself i think it's just wild that they would force that on her but i, I guess I if, if, if if he's a conservator and he thinks that she's mentally unstable and that having a child would be a horrible, right. horrible thing for her then that's the decision they made. Whether that's right or wrong, well, mm. that, re- you know, it's up for a court to decide, I guess. So it's crazy. What would Arthur Brown say about all He'd stuff? say that he's still the God <laughs> of Hellfire. I know. am I the God of, God of Hellfire. hellfire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arthur Brown, the voice of reason. Yeah. All all right. Right. He's a character witness in court. And what do you do for a living, Mr. Brown?
5: I am the God of
4: Hellfire. <laughs> and how do you make money doing that? I bring you fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see if we can find some other less controversial things to talk about here. How about this? Cara Delevingne revealed on a podcast that she decided not to get a boob job because she didn't want to have to talk about it publicly. Uh, She said, I've gotten close to thinking about it. And luckily at that moment go, well, if I do it, then I don't think I could be honest about it. And then that would be a problem because... I just think that young girls or young boys even need to know that some things aren't naturally obtainable.
3: Isn't this funny? Because she's one of the world's uh, most popular models and has a a thriving career. You know, at the, but does it say when she thought about doing this? Was it the beginning? No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there, there, you, you can be... They can be beautiful, uh, you know this person, but still have what a hang up, hang up about yes, something no. on themselves, which is absolutely true. I, uh, you know, boobs aren't everything. No, I, mean, I, I sometimes I like the uh, uh, the less endowed right. uh, look. I, the the more you know, uh, athletic look, athletic, or whatever, yes. whatever it might be, yeah, uh, for lack of a better word to describe. So she's just fine.
3: You're a okay in my book.
0: Um, let's see here, Dove Cameron. Teased her Instagram followers with a topless photo of her on Tuesday. I've not seen this. I yet. love
3: Dove Cameron. Do yeah. we all know who Dove Cameron is? Of yeah. course,
0: she's from the Descendants. Descendants yeah, oh, Living right? Maddie. Really? What's that? Living Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, if yeah. you want to go way back, but she's Mal in the Descendants. Uh, she was wearing nothing but a pair of pantyhose and covering her breasts with her arms as she took a mirror selfie. Oh, she's being
3: naughty. She is. Who's the dude standing next to her? That is that is John Goodman. That, no, it was, I guess it was at a photo <laughs> shoot or something like that. <laughs> Isn't she great? Mm.
0: Uh, let's see. Carol Baskin has slammed Tiger King again, saying that the Netflix documentary is responsible for her getting death threats. Uh, she had said on a show that, um, he
2: was threatening to kill her before the show,
0: of course, but other people are now threatening. Uh, the show was, uh, totally not what we had been told the series was going to be about. She said, she claims Tiger King, uh, made her out to be a vicious gold digging, home wrecking murderer. And she's not a murderer. (laughs) Uh, Baskin, uh, told the host, uh, after Tiger King aired, uh, people were calling me just screaming at the top of their lungs, how much they hated me and they wanted to kill me and they wanted to kill my family so
3: yeah, but we listen get, we get they, that all the time
0: while they were filming that show they probably had the intention of going to her and and seeing her being the opposite side of this yeah. but when they're when they're making a documentary as things start to unfold it can
3: certainly change the tone of how that's presented when they find certain things out now good documentarians will kind of let the chips fall where they may and yeah. let you decide i think and i think that's it they started okay here's this whole world we're going to present these people and and when we started to realize that virtually every one of them defies description, they seem like created characters, but they're real. Yeah. That's when, uh, you know, in her, her situation, by the way, they always talk about Joe Exotic and the mistreatment of, of the animals, uh, and rightfully so, but her record is not spotless with the animals.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, this sounds fun. Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg are teaming up with Peacock
0: to tackle a new endeavor, and that is recapping the Olympics. Uh, Pairing Hart and Snoop (laughs) as the comedy guides to the Tokyo Olympics 2021, Uh, the commentary series Olympic Highlights with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg will be exclusively available on the NBC streaming service.
3: Hasn't uh, Snoop has been doing fight commentary, hasn't he? Yes.
0: Yep. Uh, The pair will set out to summarize the Olympics most impressive displays of athleticism as well as the moments that don't go as planned. Uh, NBC Universal has remained confident with its plans to broadcast up to 7,000 hours of Tokyo's Olympic events. Uh, Olympic highlights only reinforces the nation that Peacock will be a critical asset of their strategy. Uh, in addition to Kevin Hart and Snoop, late-night host uh, Amber Ruffin will offer her commentary for the streaming service from the ground in Tokyo. Uh, Carrie Champion and Kenny Mayne, two veteran broadcasters, recently left ESPN, will co-anchor Tokyo Tonight which is a quick turnaround highlights and interviews program. And Lindsay uh, Zarniak, Lolo Jones, and MJ Acosta-Ruiz will anchor On Her Turf, which will be focused on women's sports at
3: the Olympics. So I will probably watch a little bit more of this Olympics, but I'll probably be watching more of the sights and sounds and, you know, environmental stuff, because that's I'm fascinated with Japan, yeah, and I want to see what they're, what they're experiencing. I'll be watching uh, Peanut, the gal we had on
0: yesterday yes. uh, locally, who is a, uh, an Olympian in the BMX world. And she actually, uh, Peyton is her name, uh, I told I told her about my nephew, you know, being in, in BMX. Right. Well, he got wind of that yesterday, and apparently he already knew who she was and was a big oh, fan wow. of her. Oh, that's so stuff. cool. So yeah, yeah. I dropped the ball. I should have gotten an autograph
7: and all that stuff while she was well, here.
3: But... She, maybe when she comes back with her gold medal, she'll sign it and give it to him. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be Wouldn't great. Be yeah. She yeah.
7: was so great. It was so nice meeting yeah. her yesterday. And, and, you know, now we have a specific person to root for in the Olympics. It's awesome. She's a sweetheart. Uh, one last thing, and this is, uh, I was going to save this for
0: music news, but I will mention this now. Um, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. Uh, He's been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, He made the announcement yesterday across his social media. He wrote, for the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. I have cancer. It sucks, and I'm scared. Um, Now, he hasn't indicated what type of cancer he has. He Uh, hasn't indicated how far along it is either. Uh, He went on to say that he's blessed with incredible doctors, family, and friends. According to his post, he has months of treatment ahead of him. Uh, He ended with, can't wait to be cancer-free and see you all at a concert in the hopefully near future. Love you all. Uh, And obviously, uh, you know, fans and and, uh, fellow musicians have wished him the best and a speedy recovery on the way. But uh, never good to hear that.
3: No, no. All right, we
0: are going to roll the clips now. Said to be a modern take on Rosemary's Baby. False positive tells the story of one couple's troubles with a sinister fertility doctor. Ooh. In this clip, star Yana Glazer talks about the odd timing of becoming a mother during the film's release. Here we go.
2: It's just such a like absurd <laughs> cosmic joke, the way that this is lining up. We've talked about other festivals and we just, there were so many times this was gonna come out and the fact that it came out <laughs> when I'm like, not just pregnant, but like so visibly pregnant is so funny from God.
0: Way. False positives start streaming on Hulu tomorrow. Here's the next clip. The sitcom Housewife breaks out of her three-camera lifestyle to get revenge on her controlling husband in Kevin can f himself. In this clip, Annie Murphy discusses what audiences should be hoping for from the show. Here it is.
4: I think that what we should be rooting for is for Allison to keep pursuing a better life and happiness for herself
2: let me say i do feel like murder is always a bit of an extreme reaction to things but i don't blame her Damn!
4: so
3: she's from um s's creek mm-hmm. and was great on that and uh, i watched I, I it seemed like an episode or a lot of it about 15 minutes and it is a case President, where it starts off as basically a classic type sitcom yeah and she transitions out of that world into a more realistic world. So, you know, she comes in and there's there's the the bumbling dumb dumb husband and all that stuff and audience response and all that and then it changes. Interesting.
0: A new episode of Kevin Canef himself premieres Sunday on AMC and AMC+ plus if you would like to check that out. And there is the Entertainment Report for this Thursday morning. We got a bunch of stuff happening on the program today. WWE wrestler Drew Gulak's going to be here today. Uh, We also have Rob McElhinney joining us. Don McCluskey, local musician. Yes. Great guy. Been on our show before. is going to be joining us in the studio while Rob will be on Zoom or phone. And some of Don's music, he's got a song that's going to be on the Mythic Quest season finale tomorrow. Great. Uh, So we'll talk to Don and Rob together. And our buddy John Brazier is stopping by from the Phillies. Yes. uh, To spread some love as well. And Marissa noted that he may have been... The, like, technically, the last live guest we had him on pre-pandemic, although it was in Clearwater <laughs> because uh, <laughs> Kathy and company were on location for spring training, which ended up not happening. And, and company all this was other weird stuff. It's, Rodney
2: and Marissa. Rodney and
0: Marissa, <laughs> yeah. It
3: almost has to seem like an LSD trip at this point, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure.
0: We'll
1: more. reminisce. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay
3: with us.
1: MMR's essential 200 a daily look at the songs that influenced elevated or flat out changed what we call rock and roll these are the big ones and the not so obvious ones that every rock fan should know go to wmmr.com now to vote for the songs most essential to you we'll be playing them back in order on a blockbuster fourth of july weekend MMR's Essential 200 with Jackson, weekdays at 4. From
6: Minekee for all your automotive repair
1: needs. And 93.3 WMMR, the station that's played everything that rocks Philly since day one.
0: Hey, heads up, tomorrow morning, uh, we will be broadcasting live from Subaru of America. Yeah. It's a payoff for the Camp Out for Hunger, and uh, it's actually from the year before last.
2: Two years ago. Uh, Yeah. uh,
0: Because we didn't get to do it last year with the pandemic and all, so we are making good on that one. Yes. Uh, We will be there tomorrow morning uh, because of the wonderful contributions they continue to bring in. Uh, for Camp Out for Hunger. We have a special announcement that's going to take place tomorrow morning, too. And that announcement is
3: not that we specifically do this to get the waffles that they have over no, there. No, but that's, that's actually we're,
0: we're, <laughs> we're we're always really excited because we're like a kid in a candy store. They yeah. have this cafeteria that's outstanding with I don't know how many chefs in there cooking. Uh, they're all different kinds. of. We we just go on and on about the food. Uh, we he, don't have crazy. that we, we, do, we
3: do not have that. And Preston, this year... We're going to be facing the cafeteria. We will be. Yeah, so hear uh, all
0: about Subaru's cafeteria tomorrow <laughs> morning on the Preston and Steve. Tapers Count. alert. Hey, uh, I want to uh, do a shout-out real quick. Yes. Uh, email says, long-time Preston and Steve Junkie here. Safe to say that since graduating Central Bucks East High School in 2006, your show has probably played during each weekday morning commute in uh, each and every car that I have ever owned. It's awesome. Uh there's only one person I have to thank for getting me hooked on PNS as with so many other amazing things in my life and that's my pop, Michael Rig, aka Big Rig. Uh, and today, well, actually it was yesterday, just so happened to be his birthday. So he is one of the world's best people, my best friend, and a true president, Steve Junkie. Love it. I know he's listening, and it would mean the world to him uh, to get a shard out. Maybe he can tell you about how his bees go get bread again. <laughs> so that's an inside thing. I don't all know right, what that's all, right. all about. That's from Corey Rigg, so here's a shard out. Happy birthday to you, Big yeah. Rig. All right, uh, I got junk drawer items that we need to sift through and share with you. Uh, I'm going to start with a poll that was done. A poll? Yeah, it was a poll of 2,000 people across uh, the U.S., the U.K., France, Germany, Spain, Netherlands, India, and South Korea. And it reveals the top... Music moments Americans specifically said they wish they could have seen live. Now, why would they have gone across the UK, France, yeah. Germany, Spain, and Netherlands, and India to find this out? Seems really stupid. So uh, I thought this might be an interesting uh, peek into uh, icon- iconic music performances. May
3: I ask you here in this case, is it things that, that occurred outside of the country, uh, outside of, of the United States that we would have loved to have been a part of? No. Or just in general? No. It's it's all,
0: uh, well, there's a handful of things that are outside of the U.S., but it's stuff in general. What does, stuff- does this have to do with Britney Spears? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, she's not in this at all. Oh, so all right. uh, I'll give you an example. Like 26% said Woodstock. That they would okay. like to have seen, you that know what?
3: Live. I, I have actually, um, long ago determined that um, no, uh, no, I, I yeah, would no, have. Thank you. Uh, uh, however, the documentary film of Woodstock is one of my favorites. I love it, and I love all that energy. But I, I don't think. I think a tremendous amount of the actual
7: attendees
3: saw virtually nothing.
2: Remember my oh, I'm
7: sorry. I've, I've told the story many times. Yeah. My parents were both there. They uh, were there for two days. They went to school in upstate PA in Lycoming, and it wasn't that hard to get, for them to get to Woodstock, and they left. Yeah. And the reason that they left was it was uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. It was rainy. They had had enough. And listen, they, they didn't realize at the time that they were leaving one of the most History. iconic... Yes. yes. But they were... Steve, in the moment, they were like, nah. Yeah, right. we, I we could see that.
3: If, if I got there and you're dealing with old, you know, sound systems, mind you, they had a top-level one there. Yeah. But at the point when you're dealing with that many, think about the people in the back sixth of the of the audience right? going, what? I, what?
2: <laughs> Nick, I don't even know if I knew that story. My dad did the same thing. He, he went and he actually climbed the fence to leave. He was like, "I'm." He so he climbed
3: there. the fence to get, get out. out. Yeah. He said well,
2: he he couldn't get out of there fast enough. He was there for less than a day. I mean, he, well, he obviously
3: wow. had sex with Janice, and then, and then, and then no, like that, that, that was right. it. Yeah. He was maybe he went back he was there for a booty call. He was bailing. Yeah, he he one and done. And <laughs> he got like the hell she, out. Of you there. know, she Janice Joplin turns and said, "I really love you." Oh! oh my god!
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: like a truck driver just yeah. dumped his load. In I gotta go.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, so there's a, a four-way tie for the bottom of this uh, this list. It's Woodstock, then the Spice Girls reuniting at the 2012 Summer Olympics. Oh, my God. Seriously? Lady Gaga's halftime show at Super Bowl 51. No. James Brown's performance at the Apollo. So yes. those all tie for each other.
3: Yeah, I would take James Brown's performance at the Apollo. Uh, what would you take out of those four, Preston? Out of those four? Yeah. Um, Woodstock.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it well, would would be with a... good seats, guaranteed be... good seats. Well, it would be a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, I mean, think about the legendary acts over yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was you know, Crosby, I just Sills, Crosby, Sills, and Nash first live performance. Second, second, yeah, second man. live yeah. performance. All right. Ever.
4: Have you guys ever? Um, am I the only one who's ever been to like a campout concert? Yeah, I've never done that. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. I
3: No, I, I, oh, <laughs> you
2: couldn't pay me to go.
4: No, I, I, I'll tell you is. this though. If if
3: well, I the, has. if oh, Marissa, yeah, if I could go and be guaranteed to see, Kathy's dad hightailing it over the fence. Mm -hmm. Then then I would go. There's nothing. There's
2: nothing that could happen that would get me to go to one of those.
3: Okay. Uh, The next rank
0: up, uh, tied for uh, I guess fourth place, you call it, um, is Shakira and J Lo's concert at the Super Bowl. (laughs)
4: These are so lame. Like okay, I'd rather be at the Super Bowl. Like I don't really care about the halftime show.
2: That was to, to me. That was a great performance, but like I wouldn't put it on a list of. Oh my god, I wish I was there.
0: And it's tied with Prince's halftime show. There the you Super go. So, yeah,
7: I'd is that take the, Prince. Was that the rainy one uh, yes. in Miami? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. And is
7: that where he also did a, the Foo Fighters cover?
0: Yep. He did. did he? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, best of him. Okay. Excuse me. Best of you. I had a bubble in my throat. Uh, then tied for third is Rolling Stones performance at Hyde Park, huh. and this is the one. Well, this would be one of them. I, I have another one in mind that I would be uh, a part of, but uh, the Beatles rooftop concert in London. Well, there you go, okay, the very last performance. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. Okay, so you couldn't really see anything,
3: but you right. know, hearing it would be pretty amazing. Well, yeah, and we we tend to say, okay, we're thinking of optimum conditions and everything. If you could be up on the roof and see that, you know, uh, uh,
7: uh, that would be amazing. What about That's that's another piece of history. So what about the Beatles at Ed Sullivan? Because that's so iconic, but (laughs) listening back on it, and maybe this is me being an, an old man, but like. There's so much screaming going on in the audience.
0: (laughs) Even they hated it. Okay, did they? Well, not not that performance, but eventually they got sick and tired of people. They wanted everybody to shut up so they could, not only they could hear them, they could hear each other if if people would stop screaming. Uh, So, uh, second place was Elton John's performance of Candle in the Wind at Princess Diana's funeral. Okay. People that wish they could have been there to see that live. And then number one on this list, interesting, Whitney Houston singing the Star Spangled Banner wow. at Super Bowl
3: twenty-five. Yeah. That's all very interesting. I find the list interesting. I, I think so. of the two, <laughs> the, if you're going to hold me down to, to the two to see, to see the legendary James Brown perform live, sure. that would be cool. And about- I guess I'd have to say Woodstock as well then.
0: If something not
3: on this list, right. the one that I would, I think I would put on
0: there would be the Monterey Pop Festival. Another great one because that's the iconic scene of uh, Jimi Hendrix lighting his guitar on right. fire. Yeah, yeah. And the, the who? The, the, mm, I don't think the who was there. The who was at Woodstock? I thought the who was at the Monterey. All right, yeah, we, we can look yeah, it yeah. up, but uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they were. But, um, but that was not a big overnight. No. It was in a, you know, you had seats and the whole deal. Mm -hmm. I like seats. And (laughs) legendary act after legendary act at that
7: particular one, I thought. They were there there on Sunday, Uh, Steve. So um, it was Buffalo Springfield, then The Who, then The Grateful Dead, then Jimi Hendrix. That's a good lineup. And then Shakira. And then Shakira, right. She was very young.
4: So some of these... Uh, especially the Super Bowl halftime. Like, those are all sung on tracks, right? Like, those weren't Not, like 100% live, were they? No, I think they were. If I think I, even my Houston, guess is Tom Petty played live. yeah, Even Whitney Houston was sung on a track, right? I think, though,
2: it has more of an impact, or at least would be, make more of a list for me, is if they are deceased. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Shakira and J-Lo. That's a hell of
3: a show if they're dead and performing.
0: No,
2: but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wished, because that, that'll never happen. There's right. never a chance... You'll see
0: them live. Going back to singing your track, Whitney Houston. That was that was a Star Spangled Banner. I mean, I know. it was just one song, so yeah, they probably had it pre-recorded, but she
7: wasn't. She was live. No, for she was sure. definitely there. Yeah. So I got one for you guys that I think Preston and Steve, you would both want to be there. Uh, Queen at Wembley. Oh, oh yeah. my god.
3: Yeah, that's actually a good
0: call. Yeah, you know that whole AIDS uh, yeah. um, uh, Live Aid event. All right, that's one to consider, too.
7: And they did twice, right, because they did Live Aid, and then they came back a year later and did a full show at Wembley, uh, did they? And, and they released that as a live record. So, yeah.
3: I didn't think about Live Aid. That'd be Fred exciting. Fest at JFK, the uh, Right said Fred uh, wow.
4: concert. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Let's <laughs> not forget. Uh, but a, a lot of people listening to us now were at Live Aid here in yeah. Philadelphia. I think I probably – I'd have to look at the lineups of the two – uh, if the if the Wembley, I think the Wembley lineup was a little more impressive. It was very very impressive here, obviously. Yes. Uh, but maybe yeah. that would have been one to be at. Yeah, Nick, I didn't consider that. No,
3: that is that's amazing. And you're right. I do remember uh, being immersed watching it on TV. I had it running through my, you know, I'd, I'd done sort of a half-assed hack on my uh, stereo to get to get it through the stereo, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. Chuck texted me: Triumph and Van Halen at the US Festival in nineteen
7: eighty three. festival. Wow. That's, that's I it. remember the US yes Festival. What was yeah. the um uh, the one that happened every year? The Policeman's Ball. Was Secret Policeman's
3: episode? Ball. The other yeah. ball. That, those were great. Those so those were They're, they were the garden. They, there's some. Uh, they were no. They were in
7: England. England. England yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, and it was it was for the uh, the I think I did Prince Charles start that charity? Who started that charity? I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway, long story short, there are some amazing acoustic performances. Uh, Sting's message in the bottle, Preston.
0: Oh, it's amazing. And then uh, Pete Townsend doing oh, Pinball
4: Wizard. Awesome. Acoustic. Yeah, Maris.
2: I'm jealous of all you guys. I wish I was at those Sonic sessions.
4: The oh, Sonic sessions damn. were pretty damn good. The that's most amazing. amazing one was the Fiona Apple one because uh, she had us wait for like two hours and then came on and didn't do Criminal. So uh, that was, she did one song.
3: For, for you know, me, like, the one yeah. that always sticks with me, Preston, the one that just blew me away was 30-odd foot of grunts. Uh, <laughs> Russell
4: Crowe. <laughs> Russell yeah, Crowe's band.
3: That was pretty, actually, it was kind of
2: fun.
0: <laughs> music wasn't that great, no, but, it, no. but it was kind of fun. What
2: was the Weezer one? Um, what was the Weezer song on Sweater the song? Uh, no Sweater song? No. Oh. Pink Triangle. No. If I look Those? in the mirror and tell me, let's uh, see. Something
4: Life. Uh, the Good Life. Good Life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Them recording that version acoustically was, like, one of my favorite live songs of all time. One of my favorite songs of all time growing up. So seeing that live. I
4: actually hate that. I hate <laughs> well, that track so much.
2: Well, okay. That it was my aside, decision to
4: put it on there. Was buddy. it really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't like that track at all. Yeah. Well, thank
2: you for changing my musical scope, Preston, as, <laughs> no a, problem. as a kid. Um, and you guys got to see it live.
3: Yeah, yeah it was. It, that. Again, you're right, Marissa. We we actually were, were blessed to see a number of what I thought were sensational performances uh, that whole series was just great, and I'll say it for Casey: the the Fish one was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was like May fifteenth, two thousand. I, I, you know me. I, I'm not a huge no, fish fan. No, but they played a lot of songs off a of farmhouse, which is now my really, really like, and it was great.
3: It Arthur, was funny. Arthur Brown session, yeah, acoustic. I am the god of <laughs> hellfire, <laughs> and I bring you. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you. Do you, do you have the Flutafhone over there, Preston? <laughs> I am the god of hellfire and I bring you. Hang, up. It's a right, recorder. One Hang on, a second. <laughs> recorder. I am the god of hellfire and I bring you fire.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's our, our it's amazing. <laughs> Going back to Sonic Sessions real quick, uh how many of those did Dave Matthews do? One. Just one? Mm-hmm. And that was sort of at, I think, like, the height of Dave Matthews. It, it, and way out there. Drink, yeah. Don't drink the
4: water. Yeah. Way up there. And he
7: was doing, like, stadium shows at the Vet. And I think Brett Hamilton had created a nice relationship with Dave. And I remember, yeah. like, listening to those and being jealous that I worked at MMR now I went under the time. Because those were fantastic. Yeah.
3: Brett conducted a really good interview.
7: He did. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And yeah. you know who? Well, Pierre would show up a lot, too, which is yeah. great. And that's why we started the great friendship with MMR oh, at that time.
0: Quick story about Dave and that. Because uh, I think it was... Uh, did you pick him up? No, oh, and then it, Brett might have been in the car with him. um uh and it was when uh David got a little portly.
5: Yes, he had put on <laughs> a lot of weight. I remember that,
0: and he said something along the lines. He said, you know you he goes, uh, you know you put on too much weight." When you sit down and go to the and you
7: can't see your Johnson anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was really candid, though. Like, it, he felt comfortable enough to share that yeah. kind of stuff. Why 100 had some great Dave Matthews concerts. Um, speaking of Pierre, there was one that happened after September 11th, uh, a concert at uh, Madison Square oh, Garden. Amazing. Live concert for New York City, and it was unfreaking believable. Uh, Mick Jagger and, and Keith Richards were there. The Who were there. Uh, like it was just a one amazing uh, artist after another, and so I, I was actually in California for that weekend. I went and saw the Bridge School Benefit out in a, a South of San Francisco, but Pierre got to go to that live at, at um, live concert for NYC, and that was it was incredible. It was There's an amazing a, show, a live version. They do of Salt of the Earth, the yeah. Stones. Oh my God! And
3: it's one of the greatest musical moments of all time. It's terrific. Nice.
0: All right, well, anyhow, uh, discuss amongst friends today. Look at you, you started a whole cavalcade of discussions. What would you have liked to have been at? What what live performance? Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, So the New York City Department of Health is encouraging you to get kinky this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the latest uh, update to the city's notoriously graphic guidelines for safer sex during COVID. Uh, The agency is urging residents to get creative, but play safer, especially... By getting vaccinated before engaging in what some have dubbed the "slutty summer" of 2021, uh, they said, "Make it kinky. Be creative. With sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact." They're talking about glory holes. Oh, in that oh, particular damn. one, An yeah.
6: Extreme state of
4: arousal. Wow. Okay.
0: Uh, Same for <laughs> so <bad. laughs> I'm sorry. One more time, oh, please. What the hell's that? That's Rihanna.
7: That's Rihanna. Oh, okay. Saying... Boner <laughs> alert.
0: <laughs> Boner alert.
3: I knew that would come in handy.
0: <laughs> so, safer sex may not seem all that sexy, but uh, the Department of Health aims to inspire New Yorkers shouldn't actually avoid sex parties, or should actually avoid sex parties. Why? right But for those who insist on getting their groove on... Fully back the summer, the city explains that it is imperative to get jabbed before you attend get-togethers with large groups, have group sex, multiple sex partners, or sex with people that you don't know. That's always been risky. It says, by all means, pick larger, more mm-hmm. open, and well-ventilated spaces for an orgy. Furthermore, those who are vaccinated but symptomatic of illness should also avoid having sex in close contact with others until... After a quarantine period. Now there
3: are still uh, underground I, I don't know what they've been doing during the pandemic, but underground sex clubs. Yeah. And then there were ones that were right out in the open that places from the nineties and, and late eighties, like Plato's Retreat in the city, which is basically a yeah. condoned organized orgy
4: every night. Okay. Now, listen, I've never been to an orgy, but uh, I have been to a party where I'm like, oh man, I gotta sit at this table. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure that happens all the time at orgies where you're like. You're waiting for someone to <sighs> get up from their daisy chain so you can jump in.
10: Yeah, I wanna, yeah. Get, <laughs> I wanna be over
3: there. I'm I guess oh, I gotta. Oh, I got this big couple from Nebraska. <laughs>
7: I wanna be at table and too. So <laughs> I, I hear you're on the radio. Oh, yes, mother oh radio. would you shut up? I'm trying to <laughs> reach completion. Oh. Did I tell you guys the story about my friend that got invited to a party, and he didn't know it was a sex party? Mm-mm. And, uh yeah, and so uh, it was just a normal party until about 11. And then all of a sudden, uh, like, all of this sex started breaking <laughs> Is out. Is it like a, like a vampire turnover? Well, <laughs> it was, I guess, you know, everybody kind of needed to get lubed up a little bit, no pun intended. Yeah. And they were, like, relaxed and whatever. And then, like... It was it was all types of sex too. It was uh Really? Yes. It was gay sex, straight sex. Some uh, as big as your head. Uh yeah. Yeah, well, I mean just uh, and which table did he get stuck at? <laughs> he was at he was at the
3: solo <laughs> table he was at the <laughs> kids table. He was at the fold
7: out poker table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I wanted yeah. to be with grandma. He he felt so <laughs> awkward and he just left but he he, like he didn't realize what the hell was going on and then he's like oh that's what's going on and then he was
2: uh, my friends that are that are swingers when they have a party like it's known like I like i'm leaving at this time because later on it's turning to something else so uh, Uh, yeah i'm like okay well here we go is that 11 o'clock gotta go is it 11
7: or 9 did they put that on the invite
2: i can see the when the alcohol starts to kick in and then i'm like yep time to go
7: yeah i i would be a, a
3: miserable failure as anything like that in, in in a room you know uh but um it, it is interesting I, I do you casey years ago there were the, the philly jacks and things like that are, are, i think the philly do jacks they still, still exist have. okay yeah, well, this was a, a
4: the pandemic has um certainly you know. put a dent in mm-hmm. in uh public um sex facilities but philly jacks wasn't a sex club it was just a it was just a self pleasure club. It
3: yeah. A, yeah. And I do that at Wednesday. It Wendy's. was a jacket club.
4: <laughs> uh, by the way, in
0: this uh, uh, recommendation, um, they said that research is needed to know if the virus can sped through sexual activities involving oral contact with feces. What? Uh, yeah, it's a thing. Rimming.
4: Yeah. Oh. oh, I thought you were... Uh, no, no, you were not tidying. talking about a buffet. Now, if uh, Ooh, in, this
0: looks good. If engaging in oral butt stuff, the city advises using condoms and dental dams to reduce contact mm. with saliva or feces. Ooh, look,
3: turds on Texas toast. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, so anyhow, they want you to get out of here.
3: That is an interesting thing to bring up, that they're, you know, that they're... Bringing that, that up, right, you know, just right as we're coming out of everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so they're just some uh, some. It was a boner alert. That's exactly what it was.
5: Boner alerts. <laughs> uh,
0: how about this? Turns out there's uh, a lot of alligators in Florida in the years following that tragic death of a two-year-old uh, at Disney World. Such a horrible story. They have reportedly removed 250 alligators from the area. Many of the animals removed from the area were euthanized. Uh, in 2016, Lane Thomas Graves was killed by an alligator near the Grand Floridian Resort
3: and Spa. He was uh, just in a little bit of shallow water, right in an area where, mm. yeah, they 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 alla- Did they yeah. let me let me remember the story? Is it that like an itch? And you could okay. If I recall correctly, yeah, no, I, so
2: I've been there. It's yeah. um, and you can swim. Uh, no, you cannot. You cannot. No, no, I was no, no, wondering. No. Okay, it's, it's like um, yeah, it's like a little lake. It's it's made in the the Disney resort, but mm-hmm. they but this was my issue with it, with it was they have it set up to look like a beach, like so, a beach. So there's sand. There's uh, lounge chairs where yes. parents can sit while the kids play. What what is a child going to do? Of gonna course, going to go into the water, walk right over to the water. That was they, my question. There's no swimming signs, um, and it, it's you know like the kids go in. And up to their knees like you know mm-hmm. you're not going to let them fully go yeah. in and swim but it's inviting to a child it's inviting to a family go sit let your kid play right there and- well
3: the reason why I, president I was wondering what the status was because we talked about people who go to the golf courses down there and then they'll they'll wade into a water trap mm-hmm. or something not realizing that that could be a very deadly proposition mmm
2: My family lived in Florida my entire life, so whenever we would go down there, I mean, they always had dogs, animals, whatever, and it was, and they always lived on a lake, and they were like, the the animals can't go out there, the kids can't go out there, it was always you hung out in the screened-in porch, or you went out front.
0: Yeah, I played golf at a couple golf courses in Florida, and there's usually signs that say, you know, if... Uh, and, and it's not just water, because they, there are also some um, wooded areas and yeah. so on. There will be mm-hmm. signs that say, if you hit your ball in here, don't go in there. Really? Even Snakes the wooded areas? and, and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, yeah. Okay. And um,
2: I, I think they've changed the, the signs at the Yeah, they Grant have. So Moridian. that's
0: what the story is. So the the companies install walls. They put up warning signs. They've also teamed with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission in an effort to proactively Remove nuisance gators from the area. Uh, trappers were offered thirty dollars per gator, plus whatever money was made from selling the animals' meat and hide. Uh, not all of the gators are euthanized; however, some are transferred to farms or zoos. Uh, despite the efforts, guests still spot alligators uh, in the area. I mean, you're going to. I mean, this is, never seen. Gonna, an- See, they over.
3: accidentally netted up the gator. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. eater instead yeah, of gator.
0: So two hundred and fifty alligators uh, in the past few years. It's been I think five years or six years.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, since then. So they they still get them pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye it's, on that. It's a big population. Yep. All right. What else I have here? Let me look at the junk uh, You may notice that you touch your hair more when you're anxious.
3: I do not. You don't have hair. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh,
2: <laughs> but do you rub your head? I do.
0: Yes, and S- both of them so they're curious so, as to
2: Steve, Steve's rubbing his head again he's so anxious
0: <laughs> if you ever wonder why a clinical psychologist Matthew Child says playing with your hair is a typical nervous tick or sign of anxiety that could speak toward anxiety about appearance huh. or about the way you feel within that situation he says it can also mean the way you relate to your hair if you consider it a positive or negative physical attribute so is, wonder, hair,
3: is hair twirling
2: a, a nervous I, was gonna say, like, I could see um, women who you know, right. might yes. have longer hair but for guys or women who have shorter hair? I
3: noticed that when Preston likes someone, he will twirl his hair to the side and <laughs> tilt your head. Mm. <laughs> like, have you ever had charcuterie? I don't even know I'm doing that. Uh, so
0: <laughs> another clinical psy- psy- psychologist says, constantly playing with your hair, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're nervous or anxious. Some people just like the sensation of it. Mm-hmm. And if you play with your hair when flirting, it could be a, as simple as and straightforward as wanting someone to notice your hair. Uh, They said that uh, playing with your hair can be uh, problematic when it feels out of control or when it escalates in a constant hair pulling called uh, uh, trichotillomania. And if you
3: feel you need uh, help managing hair
0: touching or pulling, you should talk to your doctor or therapist.
3: I'll tell you what is a joy. When I shave my head at night and so I don't have to do it in the morning and I get into bed and my head on on the pillow, it's just... Tickly and
8: wonderful.
3: Super. Mm. Super.
0: So if you're playing with your hair, it could be that you're signaling something. Or it could be anxiety. And it depends on uh, the level at uh, which you're doing
3: what it. What if you nervously twirl your pubic hair mm-hmm. and you're, when you're in
0: public, Preston? Um, then you could be arrested okay, probably you're, right. you're exposing the, your genitals. Going
5: to be arrested.
0: All right. Uh, another thing. I wanted to mention this one. when we find it first. Oh, there it is. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a former high school cheerleader. Remember the story who yes. argued that she could not be punished by her public school for posting a profanity-laced caption on Snapchat when she was off school grounds, and the eight-to-one majority opinion uh, came in her favor. Made it. She had
3: posted the uh, the rant on Snapchat, as I yeah. recall. Yeah, and uh, I and, forgot what it was. What the nature of it? What she was complaining? She was about. complaining about the team. She was complaining about a lot of stuff, but it was her contention that the school did not have the grounds to um to dump her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. She
0: was um was she suspended or, she was I don't yeah. Or was I, she, joined, I believe she, she was actually I think she might have was been expelled. Yeah. Okay. Uh Nick, if you can look up the yep. details of that, uh the background of that. Uh so according to Justice Stephen Breyer, the opinion was penned by him. Uh he said it might be tempting to dismiss the student's words as unworthy of the robust First Amendment protections discussed herein, but sometimes it is necessary to protect the superfluous in order to preserve the necessary. That's exactly <laughs> what I say. He said that the court has made clear that uh, students do not shed their constitutional rights of uh, to freedom of speech or expression even at the schoolhouse gate. So that, but th- th- he said, is, hang on, uh, we have also made clear that courts must apply the First Amendment in light of the special
3: characteristics
0: of the school environment
3: and she was 14
0: when this happened.
3: Right. So this is a, this is a landmark case and I was reading an article on CNET yesterday about the the ramifications of this. So this could be used a lot of times when these decisions come down, they immediately go into the arsenal of other cases that are pending and they can say, well, the, Yeah, the right. precedent. Precedent. Yeah. So, um cases where someone might on their private account um, have have commented or complained about something and they get fired from their job. Mm. So this could the, decision like this could figure into those decisions yeah interesting
0: i wonder where that is i mean maybe it's um maybe it's different because uh, school is um uh you know state funded if it's a public school and all that so i don't really know yeah Uh,
4: okay like so let me ask you a question yeah uh because we we're all on social media so suppose you're in a parking lot and uh somebody you know you you cut somebody off accidentally and they and they yell at you and then you yell back at them like hey f you buddy right Right? you're just you know Defending yourself or whatever, right? Um, You're not going to get fired for that, right? uh, But if I mean, it doesn't
3: mean that you you might get fired. Would you be would Would they have cause to fire you? I don't think so. With
4: what we do, with what we do. So, but let let me finish my scenario. (sighs) Okay. So you say f you, buddy, to that person. They know who you are. They send a letter to your boss saying, "Hey, man, this guy told me to f off in the parking lot." Right now, Now, a different scenario is somebody comes at you on Twitter. And then you go and defend yourself on Twitter and say, hey, you know, go f yourself, buddy. Now, that's more of a public forum. And I think that's, you know, they, you, you run the risk more so in that forum you, you, of getting yourself into trouble with your employers. You probably do. But, but here's the deal. Like we we have
3: cause for us is like like more extreme violations of like a morality clause
7: and things like that. Things that are like, you know uh, –
3: a well, little, what's the difference, a little what's the Twitter difference between
7: telling somebody? Well, there's up? also a difference between libel and slander, right? Yes. So uh, libel is written and slander is spoken, mm-hmm. or, or vice versa, or whatever. So if you yell that to somebody, um, uh, you know, if I call Steve out in the parking lot and I, I say that, uh, I say something a sl- Child molester. yeah, something yeah. slanderous towards him. Um that's a very different case than if I were to write it on Twitter because a, a written word is different than a spoken word. It, right. Well all this
3: this actually this case being being decided will help in sort of working through this environment. It's interesting. Uh,
0: okay, libel is a defamatory statement that is written, slander is a defamatory statement that is oral. So there right. you go. Nick. Hang on Casey, so when you, in your scenario of the parking lot thing, mm-hmm. do you work for the same company as this yeah, person? Yeah, yeah, I'm that the same person. I'm, I'm, well, that
4: then, oh, and- no, 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 I'm not. I, oh, we, okay. we don't All work right. together. I'm just saying it's the same situation. All right, so person in the parking lot, I yell, I, I don't yell anything libelous or slanderous. I just yell, hey, you know, go F yourself, F you, buddy. buddy, right? Yeah, now, suck it. Same person. Eat a bag of D. Similar yeah. situation comes at me on social media, and then, mm. listen, I, I usually tend to, you know, not do that, but catch me on on the wrong day, if I reach out and say, hey, go F yourself, buddy. I'm not being libelous or slanderous or whatever. I'm just telling them to F off. I, I, listen, I, I, I think I, 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 you can't say it, it
3: wouldn't happen or couldn't happen. Would you have legal grounds to, um, you know, to. Uh, yeah. Who knows, man? And that's why you argue about it in court. Yeah. Right. Because right. somebody
0: else makes a decision, not
4: us. But you I can mean, call a lawyer yeah. and I'll bet you find one who goes, it damn doesn't right. hap- Yeah, It so, doesn't happen often, but, you know. And they're usually wearing to... a cowboy hat. Yeah. I tend to bite my tongue more so in a setting like that than I would, I think, in a one-on-one personal face-to-face setting.
3: I think because we, are, we have a little bit of a higher profile with what we do, mm-hmm.
4: I think you always have
3: to be aware of it. I, I'm aware of it all the time. That's why, uh, you know, I, I don't get inflammatory on, on social media. You know, it, 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 you, yeah. it'll only come around to bite you in the ass. By the way, what she had said on, uh, was it on Snapchat? Yes, Uh, Snapchat. She
0: had said, F school, F softball, F cheer, F everything. Uh, She was reacting to the fact that as a junior varsity cheerleader, she had failed to get a spot on the varsity squad. I was like Kathy when she couldn't get in select choir. Oh, my (laughs) God, they went nuts. (laughs) F this, F that. Uh, When school officials learned of the outburst, she was suspended from the JV team for having violated school rules. But her lawyer sued Alleging the school had violated her freedom of speech, so Steve, yeah, it was just she was suspended for just the seat, suspended. not even, not All even right. school. All right, I thought it was, I thought there was a school ramification uh, as well. Mm-hmm. That's a bit much, and it's and so- that's that's when uh, me as her parent would have gone. You didn't need to do. Listen, I know you're upset about not making the team, but making a statement like that is not a good idea. I probably would have reprimanded my own child, yeah, as opposed to call a lawyer and sue. But I don't know. Well,
2: yeah. and also the like the schools they. Don't want to be involved with the social media and what kids put on social media, but then when they put that on there, now they're involved. Well,
3: we have an understanding here that we're, we, you know, you you don't go on and uh, on social media. My social media accounts, I don't have. Uh, there's maybe one that mentions the show. Maybe Instagram says Steve of President Steve, but otherwise they're my own private accounts, and I, you know, I use them, you know, for that. But anything, uh, companies also have to protect themselves if they have someone, you know, you know. W- w- a video of them uh, reciting their manifesto. Uh, you, you have to have the ability to protect yourself from that.
0: I post pictures of my edible charcuterie board. Yes, yeah. and look what happens. That's wrestlers what contact do. you. Yes,
2: <laughs> and we get guests. And from we the get show. guests on yeah. the show.
0: So you see, you can make it a positive. If you can make it in the charcuterie world, you can make it anywhere. All right, that's all we have time for in the Junk tour. Mm. Uh And in fact, yes, we oh, will sorry, be having uh, wrestler Dre, uh, Drew Gulak from uh, the WWE ah. stopping by, and I have made another edible charcuterie board. and uh, <laughs> See, the world makes sense at the end. Uh-huh, it does. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back in a second, and we'll get into the Bizarre File when we return. We also have our buddy Rob McElhinney, musician Don McCluskey, stopping by as well, and a few other things, too. Stay put.
6: Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
0: Krista. She's Steven's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under 700 dollars Online at IHate or at the other corner of Eighth and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHate
6: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right,
1: let us get into the B-5. No. WMMR presents Desire. Kristen Desire. and Steve's design
0: Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia Outback has any and everything that you can imagine to make your deck or any outside space a source of comfort and pride. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. Let's begin in Tennessee with a North Carolina man who was charged with abuse of a corpse after a woman's body was found in a large storage tote in his car. Now, police were able to catch him because a local woman contacted them after the man had asked her to help him dispose of the body. And the woman told officers she had been talking to Michael Cadigan uh, for five years, but just on social media. Mm. And for their first meetup, he had a strange request. He told the woman that he had strangled his girlfriend during an argument over another man,
3: And he wanted help disposing of the car. Hey, great to meet you. I have something I need you to do. If you have a second, I just strangled my ex, and I really need some help burying the body. Would you be able to assist? Uh, Hey, hey, there's a meal in it for you. Records show that the woman arranged
0: a meeting with uh, Cadogan at a marina. When he arrived at the marina, officers were waiting for him. Deputies obtained a search warrant, found the woman's body inside of the tote in the car, right? Yeah. Uh, he was arrested. The body's identified as 19-year-old Gianna Rose Delgado. She found him attractive, though, because uh, he's proactive. Uh, Tad- Cadigan has, is being held uh, for murder with uh, no bond. It's just insane. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of insane, a massive country music festival in Kentucky this past weekend started off on a rocky footing. Police found meth, marijuana, and an open bottle of alcohol in the very first vehicle that they stopped. Wow. At a checkpoint. We didn't even have to work at all. One of the people in the car had two active warrants out for their arrest. And by the end of the five-day bash, which was dubbed the Redneck Rave, (laughs) one man had been impaled, one woman had been strangled to the point of unconsciousness, and one throat had been slit. Okay, I changed my mind. I would go to that outdoor festival. In all, authorities arrested 14 people and charged four dozen people from five different states. Wow. The event, organized by country rapper Justin Time, took place in Blue Holler Off-Road Park and drew a crowd of ten, uh, tens of thousands, doubling the population of the unincorporated town of Ollie, which is so small it doesn't even have a stoplight. Uh, redneck rave promoters bragged that they had sold more than 20,000 tickets, the lengthy get down advertises the biggest country party you'll ever go to, boasted a demolition derby, goldfish racing, and a full scale football game, as well as a series of concerts. Now, the details of the redneck raves incidents are grisly. One person slit a friend's throat and remains at large. <laughs> a 29 year old man had allegedly strangled a woman until she passed out. Wow. One person lost the better part of a finger. Jeez. Another one was impaled as he drove a side by side over a two to three inch long, uh, two to three inch log that broke through the bottom of his RV, paramedics left the log inside of him as they airlifted him to the hospital.
3: You know what I'm thinking? Mm. We have to broadcast in there next year.
0: Well, by the way, just in time we organized it, wrote on Facebook, this was the biggest event we've ever done, and with as many people and random things that popped up unexpectedly, I feel like we all handled it very well. There you go! That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man took a break from fighting crime this week to visit Pope Francis at the Vatican. During the Pope's weekly... Spider-Man's here! Uh, The weekly papal audience on Wednesday, an attendee dressed as Spider-Man was spotted in the VIP section of the Vatican's San D'Amaso
3: Courtyard. Is it true that you can do whatever
0: a spider
8: can?
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) The papal audience is held each Wednesday when the Pope is in Rome and gives visitors a chance to see and interact with the Pope as he delivers small teachings, readings, and prayers. Can you spin a web
3: any time?
0: Uh, wearing the full costume of the beloved Marvel superhero, including the skin-tight red bodysuit and head covering. Spider-Man, whose identity was later revealed to be uh, Mattia... Peter Parker? No, Mattia Viardita, uh, sat quietly beside a priest and listened to the Pope's service. At the end of uh, the papal audience, uh, Viardita got the chance to personally meet the Pope. In a photo that appeared to be straight out of a movie, Pope Francis was captured greeting Viardarty of uh, Viadarta and happily shaking his hand. Well,
3: it, this is also part of the introduction of the new comic book character, Preston Spider-Pope.
0: Oh, oh my God, that'd be perfect. Uh, during their exchange, uh, Viadarta also gifted the Pope a Spider-Man mask, wow. uh, which uh, is seen in the Pope's right hand in an image. Um, by the way, Viardita of Northern Italy was invited to the audience as a VIP guest for his work as dressing up as Spider-Man and visiting sick children All in the right. hospital.
3: So it's not like if you if you dress in a costume, you're going to get bumped into the VIP section.
0: Yeah, actually, last year uh, Italy's President Sergio, yeah, I'm, the Hulk. I'm here to meet the Pope. had presented Viardita with an award for bringing joy to children in the hospital. So he's done it's a lot of
3: charity work. It's a hilarious shot, though, him shaking hands with it's Spider-Man. Great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, In California, a
0: herd of cows got loose and were running through a neighborhood Tuesday night. It is believed they got loose from a slaughterhouse in the area. It's a break! At least 34 cows were seen trotting down the streets, first running in the roadway, then cutting through yards and trampling bushes. And the L.A. Sheriff's Department reported (laughs) at about 8.35 p.m. that several cows were in the area. One cow was shot and killed by a deputy, Steve. That's an utter catastrophe. Thank you. Uh, During the incident... (laughs) after wow. the animal injured a person it appeared the cow was making a move to run over a baby a move so they shot it uh deputies were called to the area to help my
5: baby my baby
0: round up the wandering herd the department was advising people to steer clear <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: well what's their beef the
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well they were on a stakeout
3: know, yeah. <laughs> oh. right, whatever,
5: <laughs>
3: whatever. <All> right, yeah. <laughs> All right c- cattle can I mean they can become aggressive right if Oh, they can mad, kill you yeah right? yeah yeah most definitely especially if they've guns
0: All right uh one last story this is a follow up you remember uh Gasime sithole yes oh, yeah. yes uh, she said uh, the she whole had, sithole family she had delivered uh uh how do you say that word? Is it decouplets? I'd say decouplets. De- couplets. Ten, ten babies. Uh, in which would have been a world record. The claim led to Guinness Book of World Records. to confirmed that they were investigating. However, in recent weeks, speculation has gathered pace that Sithole had not, in fact, given birth to ten children or what? any children at all for that matter. Was it just a chart? And now, uh, local news sites she say that she's been admitted to a Johannesburg hospital for psychiatric evaluation. So the
3: entire thing—no, no sign, no verification, nothing. No children whatsoever. She's just out of her mind.
0: Yeah, she, a journalist, uh, had told journalists that it was. She was originally informed that she was carrying six children before the number was revised up to eight. She claimed to have eventually delivered seven boys and three girls after a seven-month pregnancy. So
3: did she? Um so she faked that the, the picture of her with I the guess. yeah there was a yeah. picture yeah uh, it, it was an
0: outlandish you know baby bump. A source claimed a medical assessment of Hole had shown no evidence of a recent pregnancy, as well as no physical oh, wow. scars to indicate a recent C-section, as she had previously claimed. Wow. To fuel the speculation, her partner uh, Taboga Setsetsi, uh had revealed that he himself had not seen any evidence <gasps> of the children. <laughs> like like wouldn't she wouldn't he know? Yeah. And the family uh, issued a statement that uh, basically said, yeah, uh, she the, the, she wasn't in her uh, right mind. Yeah. And they wish to apologize for any inconvenience and embarrassment. Her lawyer said that his client was now being held against her will at a hospital in Johannesburg, saying that she declined that she should be taken to the hospital for psychiatric evaluation because she felt strongly that she is in a sound mind. But- so. Clearly, there's an issue there.
3: President, this picture of her with the huge baby bump—is that was she pledging a fraternity at the time? Maybe that was yeah. it. It's all meat underneath there. So, <laughs> the all right, is? and that
0: is what I have in the B file. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to start welcoming some guests to the studio. We have a few of them. One of them, a professional wrestler, yeah, is going to be with us when we get back. So make sure that you stay with us because we're return shortly.
6: The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You
7: Help You line. I am Rob from Philly Films. Let me first say thank you so much. You guys rock. We are a local video company who has been helping Philly businesses and nonprofits grow since 2004. Video is the best way to reach people and grow because every business has a story that we can tell with a video package for your website and all forms of social media. We would be honored to tell your story
6: as well. For info, check us out at PhillyFilms.com. That's P H I L
7: L Y. Dash P-H-I-L-M-S dot com or call Rob at 267-982-0413. Next
5: message.
2: Hello, MMR family. We believe lunch is more than just a meal. Lunch is a chance for our children to regroup, refuel, and re-energize so they can do their best. That's why we pledge a portion of our proceeds to help erase school meal debt. Help us learn lunch love by heading over to more than just or visit us on social media. At we are MPJL to help us make sure every student has a chance without adversity. Check out morethanstieflunch.com and pick up something to sprinkle some fun and positivity into your child's day.
6: The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at prestonandsteve.com. 933 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com where Jack really does sell him for less. Our next guest
0: wrestles with the WWE,
6: and he is from the
0: area, and uh, we were surprised to find out that
6: he grew up listening
0: to our show. We're stoked to welcome Mr. Drew Gulak to yeah. the
9: Hi,
10: guys. How you doing, Drew? I'm wonderful. This is really surreal. I did grow up listening to the show. I listened back when it was Preston, Maryland. And wow. All the way back.
3: Man. Y100, yeah. Yeah. I,
10: I wow. joined... I, it was Preston and Maryland then. Preston,
0: yeah, Maryland, and Steve. For right. just like right. a few Preston, weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah, right, I mean, yeah, Preston, Maryland, Steve. And then Maryland uh, went on her own. Uh, you know, she'd be, yeah. uh, bailed from uh, from the show, which we, we're still buddies with her to this day. And then it became the Preston and Steve show. Yeah. Shane, well,
3: there's it. a step in between where it was the McNeil Lair report, right between right. that and right. when Maryland left, and then, right. then we became our show. Yeah. And we don't know why we did that. It was very stupid.
0: <laughs> uh, so it's pretty wild. We'll, we'll, uh, we. Uh, the way we found out about you is you had commented on a post I had on Instagram, yeah. and I saw the little blue check by your name, and I'm like, what's this all about? And then we find out a little bit more that you grew up in the era. I was just so blown away to see you comment on my edible cheese board that it i was, made it was a beautiful edible thank you cheese thank
10: board. you and uh, i saw there there might be another one oh, i yeah. made one last night <laughs> and i brought it in we're i'm gonna, so sorry we're gonna sample I'm it so sorry you
3: you picked a good one to dive in on though because okay. we had had the conversation and we do the, you know the thing called the connoisseur and preston brought up this thing and everybody's going man that sounds awesome and then he posted the picture like almost that night he took a crack at it and everyone's going man that's awesome so you ju- you dove in at the right point. If you're yeah. ever going to make a comment, the charcuterie, baked charcuterie board was the time to That's do the it.
10: the ticket in. That
0: and, was it. And this is only the second one I've made. So I do need to work on it a bit so I don't feel bad at all that I had to make another one. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm already sorry.
10: impressed. Thank you. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Beautiful. So where did you grow up in the area?
10: So uh, to the age of 10, I lived in Montgomeryville. Okay. And then I moved to Fox Chase in northeast Philly. And then uh, I was there through high school, went to Drexel for two years. Okay. Was it Northeast High that you went to? Yeah, okay. Northeast High School. Right. Um, you know, most, pop, most, most popular stu- high school in the city. Where were you <laughs> studying at, uh, at Drexel? Uh, at Drexel, I actually went to be an architectural engineer. Okay. Yeah, that's the school to go to. That lasted one quarter. quarters there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Was it just too yeah. hard? Or? It's hard. I... I it it wasn't so much that was hard. I just wasn't interested in like all the math. Okay. Do you, do you know what the <laughs> yeah. great part of architecture is the building the little tiny replicas of what you're going yeah. to build. That, that was it. it. That, that was, was it. Oh, I so cool. I'd still be doing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, Drew. When I when my my very brief college moment, I I took uh, astronomy. I'm like, yeah, I've always loved the stars. That yeah. so this is be, this would be really cool. It'll be really interesting. My God, was uh, it hard? It's
10: <laughs> physics. It was it yeah. was all
0: physics and math. And yeah. I'm like, this is not what I signed up for, man. Yeah, that's so what it was like. That. No, it's exactly what
10: it was like, uh, right. I switched into film for, for a little <clears> bit <throat> and um, just decided I wanted to focus on wrestling, which is I've been doing that since high school.
3: So okay. we you on were you, uh, football or anything in, in school? Wrestling uh, team. Uh, 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 just a wrestling team. Okay. The wrestling team so wrestling right. So you, you do have a, a, like a, a classical res, wrestling Yeah, an amateur back, wrestling yeah. background. How exactly. did you do
10: in high school? How were you? I did okay. okay. C- so city kids have it tougher. Like if you grew up in the suburbs, you're probably doing wrestling from a very young age. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it a lot. Yep. And um, for me, it was like I met... My biology teacher. He happened to be the wrestling coach, and he was like, "Hey, come try out for the team." And like, I, I made the team, and and the practices were grueling and stuff. And I did pretty well. I, I think I made varsity senior year. As cat no, knows, captain senior year, varsity maybe um, sophomore year, junior year, junior year. Yeah, uh, so I did okay, but it wasn't so, it wasn't like my one focus too. Right. Like I was while I was doing that second year of amateur wrestling, I started training professional wrestling, which was I don't know. I, thinking like thinking back I love talking about it cuz I would go from high school and then I would go to high school wrestling practice and then I would get in a car drive 45 minutes to Deptford at the time and do professional wrestling practice to like wow. 10 10:30 10, wow. at night. Wow. Then I get home and I got to wake up the next morning. I remember it's commitment, man. Yeah, it was just it was grueling then, but right. like I loved pro wrestling so much. And yeah, like, nothing was going to stop me.
0: So going from the the amateur to uh, to pro, uh, obviously, you know you have to you, you got to work on the moves. You got to know what you're doing. You have to be uh, proficient in the ring, uh, but you also have to. Is a part of that, uh, you know, being physically large. I mean, you know, making sure that the muscles are big and impressive because that's part of it. Looking at those guys, looking at you guys, you have to go, wow, man. Yeah. You know, so that's a whole other thing outside of, of just the technique of wrestling. It's also you have to, you got to look really good too. It's true. It's yeah. true.
10: And like when I started, I I didn't even think about physique I didn't think about strength training. I had a wonderful strength training teacher in high school, so thankfully I had that. Mm-hmm. I had the amateur background, so I was in shape. I wasn't huge, right? You know, I was maybe well, 180 pounds when I started.
3: We've talked about this even right. in in general, <clears throat> and and wrestling goes through. Um, you know, the the, the, the WWE and yeah. and uh, you had been with with uh, com, Combat Zone uh, as well, but but right now we're in a. I think you have the best athletes um, who are doing it, but they're not necessarily um, Andre the Giant size. It's not that. So what you'll get is you're getting like uber stuntman level stuff going on from guys who are really, I think, more... Athletic than they've been in a while. Would you agree with, with so, that?
10: So I'll I'll agree hands down. Like we have yeah. the best athletes ever in the history of professional wrestling right now in WWE. However, uh, we have a guy named Amos right now who's seven foot four. Well, yeah. you don't want to piss him off, no, right? No, I'd no, say, I say can. he's an even more impressive athlete. Right. than Andre was as fantastic oh, okay. of an athlete as Andre was. Right, and he would move around the ring. I'd say Amos, even though he's newer, he's he's got more potential athletically for sure. Wow.
4: Yeah. I mean, listen, you're always gonna have the showstoppers, right? You yeah. got your your Andre the Giants, your King Kong Bundy's, your whole. Hulk Hogan's, the, you know, Big John Studd, the, the big dudes that are the showstoppers, yeah. The Rock, Undertaker, you know. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. you also, I mean, you have your like, would you say pound for pound best wrestler of all time? Somebody like Shawn Michaels, or you can uh, absolutely argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And, and listen, Shawn Michaels is not, you know, he's not a toy. showstopper, but <laughs> but he is also, you know, like he's just got such uh, amazing athleticism mm-hmm. that you, you know, and and that's what people go to see. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 I mean, listen. We've talked about this many times, and, and, and it is not
3: false praise to say that the people that we have who come in are the wrestlers, are the best entertainers, the mm-hmm. best with the audience. That's why they can port so easily all of Dwayne Johnson sure. into yeah, movies. Yeah. You know how to do it. So, I, you know, a film career in your future, uh, you know, could, could be possible. Yeah. And, and And so with that, I mean, it's I don't think there's any kind of training for being in the public eye and for doing that sort of work that's any better than the WWE and this world you're in right now. Thank
10: you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Like, um, just the experiences I had, even on my journey to get to WWE and traveling around the world and learning how to make a career as an independent wrestler. Right. Very similar to, like, an independent musician has to, like, uh, find their bookings that, that they work, uh, you know, that they enjoy work. Sure, and, yeah. Like, can make them a profit or get them noticed and, like, merchandising and stuff like that and then just meeting connections and growing. Uh, that experience alone like i feel like i can do anything i can yeah. take on whatever wow. I need so
7: to. when did you learn that portion of it because you go to high school and you're a good wrestler right and that's athletics but that like <laughs> did you go to drama club you know did you learn how to write a script because <laughs> there are these storylines that as just a guy who's competing in wrestling that you're not worried about that but then you get into the entertainment side of things and it really changes the dynamic so how did you and when did you learn that part of the business so i would say
10: that the high school wrestling if anything it, it didn't really push me into the pro wrestling career. If anything, give me a good foundation athletically to okay. kind of like uh, not get hurt in training. Right. Um, the performance side of everything and the uh, the creative side of everything, that kind of grew organically for me uh, just over time gradually because I was independent. You know, I didn't have somebody strictly coaching me on just you need to do this here, you got to do this, you know, at certain times. I had to kind of experiment and find that out on my own. Now, I did work for certain places that had very scripted out storylines and stuff like that. And that's another thing I had in my wheelhouse just based on that experience alone. Um, So just – it wasn't one strict thing. I'd say it took me about six years to start to get comfortable and learn all of that and how to put it all together just for me. That was my story. but just a very gradual experience learning the performance side of it.
0: What were what was uh, mom and dad's reaction uh, when <laughs> from you know,
10: going? Yeah, from architecture, what to do you engineer. mean?
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we had hoped you would put that architecture stuff aside.
10: Uh, <laughs> that was not the conversation. <laughs> yeah.
3: well, you know, um, there's, there's no there's no work in architecture. No,
10: it, it was interesting. Like my my family, they they. They knew that I was super passionate about it. Yeah. but they didn't really get professional wrestling. They didn't understand it. Um, so to do it on an independent level, that's real scary as a parent seeing your kid just go and just mess around at these shows. You don't even know what's happening there. He could get hurt. He's right, not making money. I'm making maybe fifty bucks to two hundred bucks at most. That's a really good payday on an independent <laughs> level for real. Um, so. Like that's that's pretty scary as a parent. Do you know what's funny
3: though? If you were to go and I wonder if you go to your parents and say I would like to become a Hollywood stuntman, or Ah. because essentially in this what they call sports entertainment, you know, it's it's there's just a nuanced Mm -hmm. difference between them, but still, just somehow we think. But that has – look, they look at your success. Did you,
10: did you see the movie The Wrestler? Yeah, oh, yeah. we Aronofsky. talk about it
3: all the time. It's amazing. So, yeah.
10: well, um, I was very lucky to be there when they were filming it at the arena in South Philly. My, yeah. my poster's in the, in the movie. Oh, right. That's nice. awesome. A little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but one of the things I thought was so cool about when Aronofsky created that story is that – he did it kind of in conjunction with Black Swan. Yeah. Um, and he considered, originally they were the same movie, and then he turned the ballerina into a stripper, and that's where <laughs> Marissa Tomei's character came from. Ah. So he made Black Swan separately. But uh, when they designed that story, it was the merging of like what con- people consider a low-class art form and what people consider a high-class art form between wrestling wow. and ballet. That's wild. And, and showing the obsession that performers can go through trying to reach heights in huh. The same thing, yeah. But
3: it's such, it's, very cool. it, it, it's such, and also I'll say that. this: in the evolution, you guys are are always like whip smart. You know, there was this perception for the longest time. You know, these things. <laughs> yeah. Change. But to conduct these things and and to do this at the level you do it, um, uh, you know, is is very intense. And talking about getting, getting your thing. What is your gimmick? What is your you know? Because you you've got to have that immediate high concept. Thing that the audience can go, okay, he's this guy, he's the heel, he's the, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the the bad guy or the good guy or we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, given your druthers, what would you, what, what
10: appeals to you more? The, the heel or the hero or oh being a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. Uh I like both. I'm I'm rare. Like I yeah. actually most people would say that like oh I like being a heel cuz that's easier. It's easier right. to get people pissed off at you mm-hmm. instead of uh you know people to cheer for you uh, authentically. But I I, always, I, enjoy I always both. love both. I always love the transition out of the bad guy who's suddenly like wait a second,
3: he might be good cuz the <laughs> the audience tends to like we understand this yeah. guy now. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
10: They know. So yeah, many of them, follow.
3: yeah, yep. were, were bad and then become good.
10: I think historically, too, those are the most successful kind yeah. of characters that take off. Like yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a perfect example where he came in um, when he started doing the Stone Cold character. Like he was just badass, no nonsense, but he was beating up people that people really cared about. And, and you know, that was not that was not enjoyed for a lot of fans. And right. Then they started realizing he doesn't take crap from anybody. Yeah. And then it just it was a natural organic turn. And then he became the biggest star in wrestling at the time. Hey, do you
0: as a wrestler get a say in your storyline? Can you suggest things at least? So the
10: the most surprising thing uh, that I've learned about Working with WWE is how collaborative everything. Really? is. Really, okay. that's and, like, awesome. Fans are usually surprised to hear that. Yeah, and I know like a lot of wrestlers who are trying to make it there are very surprised to hear that a lot of the time. Okay, so.
7: Drew, you get to uh, perform in front of fans again soon in person. That uh, <laughs> it's been a year and a half. Yeah, right? and, man, and, 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 and so got fans coming back. <laughs> and, and when and where is that going to happen? Uh,
10: so I believe it's the. Second week in July, we're doing a tour in Dallas. It's going to be SmackDown in uh, Houston, and I believe Money in the Bank is that weekend in Fort Worth. And then Raw, which is the show that I'm currently a part of, um, will be in Dallas. And then from there, we just kind of go. That's cool. You know
3: what was the, the proof that what you guys do is, is effective is that bereft of an audience <laughs> when you were conducting it, It sort of looked like a wild stage play, like Arthur Miller meets wrestling. And yet the fan base stayed, for the most part, locked in. Yeah. You know? I mean, so if you didn't have the ability to riff and to, you know, it was just such a weird thing. The audio from a lot of those matches is some of the funniest stuff because... You know, we hear that you always hear the crowd and the right, the murmur and the whole thing and the, all that punctuating. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly, it became you know, it, it, like uh, uh, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf? You know, and it's this weird thing. But you guys were able to do it. You yeah. know,
10: that was uh, that was an amazing experience, not in a good way, but just amazing. Not in the best way. It was just unique and amazing to be yeah. a part of that. Like uh, Vince is Vince McMahon is is uh, a very. um uh, dedicated extremely dedicated and like there was no way he was going to stop the show he had to keep the show going. did you and we you, did we did it do you think anything's going to stay
3: is there anything that you guys gleaned from that that will stay with the you know post-covid world of wrestling
10: I think technologically, we, we advanced a lot of things. Yeah. Like bringing the building the Thunderdome, which is what they call the, <laughs> the, the live stage that they built. Um, <laughs> testing things with like uh, augmented reality for people's entrances. And just, right. That kind of stuff all got laser focused on because, yeah. you know, we were in a sterile environment at first. So you'll see a lot of that carry on to the live events in new ways that we cool. probably haven't seen yet, for sure.
4: Uh, I'm going through your Instagram, which is just a, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a fun scroll here. Yeah, but thanks, man. um, You know, there's a picture of you in, in the nature boy. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that is, you know, for, for a fan, like you're, you're a fan mm-hmm. before you were an employee, right? Like, so, and it's just as always an honor. So when I read that, I go, oh, so you've, you've met and hung out with Ric Flair more than one time. Like, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. got to
10: be so cool. Uh, it's awesome. He comes by all the time, even if he's not, you know, <laughs> featured on the show. His daughter, uh, extremely successful wrestler, Charlotte Flair, um, very talented. So he'll come by and like watch her perform or he'll that's just cool. come and support the other wrestlers. And wow. Rick, well Rick's I, awesome.
0: I got an email from a guy, I wasn't gonna say anything since you but you I, I didn't know you had a connection with Rick Flair. I got an email from a guy who was desperately trying to get Ric Flair to be the best man at his wedding.
9: <laughs> oh,
10: okay. And he wanted me to ask you about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so like, funny. I don't know. He's got, he's got a he's got a wedding uh, reception website. Uh, no I way. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt oh, it. He so. also he's also a moy.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> but
4: yeah. but, but honestly, Rick Flair is, was my oil.
5: <laughs> how much is that
4: guy willing to pay, and how much is uh, is what's the
3: That's, number for Rick Flair That's to do that? Right Probably, yeah, I gotta yeah, imagine a couple hundred thousand.
0: I've mentioned this before, but I, I grew up just as a kid, detesting, hating, just I thought he was the most vile human being, Rick Flair. I hated him. He was so mean to everybody. He was such a show off, and it wasn't until I was a full grown adult, well into my forties. That I was on YouTube, and I pulled up a video of, like, Ric Flair's greatest rants. And I didn't know how much entertainment that guy had given me as a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just fell in love with him. Yeah. Because I I, I literally, I was, like, scared of the guy when (laughs) I was a
4: kid. That's how I felt about Sergeant Slaughter. I was, like, legit. I was, like, because I saw him, like, whipping some guy. And I was, like, (laughs) dude, he's, like, beating... He's beating that guy with a whip, like
5: that's (laughs) right.
3: Like, what if he comes to my house? That's so. It's so great though that that becomes. That's the stuff you carry with you through your life. He stole
0: Harley Race's uh, cowboy hat and crumpled it up, and I'm like. (gasps) You don't do
5: that, you know. And I was just,
0: <laughs> but I didn't realize it until later that that it was it was actually a really it, those memories are so fun to think about. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and it was
7: something special, man. Yeah, and you're
0: creating awesome. those memories for some people. Yeah, you know? it's surreal. Like, yeah. that's you know,
10: it's really cool. All I right, won't take it for
7: granted. So yeah. Ric Flair is undoubtedly a legend, and everything that we the credit <laughs> is credit due, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was texting with a friend yesterday, and I am so exhausted by the Ric Flair woo at Phillies games and Flyers games, it, it personally drives me nuts. Do you, have you heard it? And do you have an opinion on that? Like, have you ever heard like fans, they do the, they do the, So
10: yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I will be in a crowd randomly outside and people <laughs> will say woo. Right. And yeah. it, it's like, I, you know, just knowing where it comes from. It's really cool. I take pride in like, okay. being a part of that community. Uh, the yes chants, Have you heard those? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So Daniel, the, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Exactly. Someone who I was, I was very close. I'm very close with, um, so, like, that and kind it, of stuff is awesome.
0: But it turned to no for a while, too, or something, right? That confused me. Or he ha- he was saying no,
4: or... Well, you know, you're a good guy. Yeah.
0: He's a how it so works, man.
3: He's yeah.
4: been by here a bunch of times. We, I, like, great, I like yeah. him a lot. He's great. Um, yeah, I, I never get tired of the woos. Uh, I'm, no. I'm okay with them all the time. My neighbor across the street from me, whenever he comes outside, if we're outside, he goes, Woo!
5: No way. <laughs> And he's
4: older too.
10: Well, what reaction do you give him when you go? I give him a woo calls, So he's going to do it every
3: time. (laughs) And then I do it to him. So now when I see him,
4: I go, woo. It's your thing. He thinks you're best friends. It's
10: It's like screaming
4: Slayer, right? That's right. Here is a storyline I'd love to see for you guys. (laughs) Okay. By the way, if you're just
0: tuning in. It's Drew Gulak. I just want to reset from uh, WWE. Oh, thanks. Yep. And
4: I think this opens up a new, uh, perhaps a new audience. Uh, what about the the Paul brothers? You know, maybe we call those guys out because they love the boxing and the MMA and all that stuff. Yeah. And you know,
3: let's see we, him oh, get in the ring with we you, Jake, Jake Paul, Paul, and you Logan Paul. Yeah. we
10: had Logan Paul at WrestleMania this he, year. He, he had, actually,
3: yeah. and the the reaction was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, from what I and you can you know dismiss this as as, as BS if it's not the case. But they talked to some of the the wrestlers, and they said
10: they gave them props. Yeah, I'd like to see a tag team, tag I, team. I magic. mean, I, I I think there's potential in your storyline idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I will say that you know celebrities coming in, it's always like a, it's a good way to cross over and bring Close new up. audiences. Um, we had Bad Bunny this year. Oh right? my okay. god, he's like one of the the biggest yeah, yeah. Well, what world. about Dua Lipa?
4: I think maybe if you bring <laughs> her in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, okay. If you, you want to make right it now. happen, yeah, yeah we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got a lot I of ideas. some phone numbers. Like
3: like a, a plot line that mimics steel magnolias would be really good. Right? <laughs>
4: exactly. Mm-hmm. That was not
3: my idea.
0: No. Terrible. Uh,
10: now, I also read your younger brother was head uh, wrestled as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did it together. We trained together. Um, and, and, you know, uh, he... He didn't was... make the cut, though? Or did he, uh, he... not want to try for the show? No, no, no. He, show? he, um, he... He was yeah I guess I guess he didn't really get to the WWE level but you know on in the independent career a very successful independent wrestling career. What do you think like uh like the big leagues
0: in in any major sports uh like so to become uh, the the amount of people that play football and the amount of people that make it to the NFL is minuscule it's 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 microscopic.
10: Um what about
0: wrestling because there are so many independent wrestling groups out there.
10: So I would say so from training. I from people who start training, I'd say it's about one in ten who continue on just to wrestle in okay. general. And then on the independence now, there's more jobs than ever in wrestling with you know AEW starting up on TNT, WWE just expanding, yeah, um, and then some other promotions. You know, being able to actually you know offer decent wages for people now. Um, so it's it's better now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. But I'd still say it's about one in maybe. I don't know, a hundred yeah. to try to go on to really like maybe even a yeah. thousand depending on how many people there are. Yeah. Some it's, it's a pretty, yeah. pretty small amount. Do you remember your first match in the, in the big, uh, in the big league? Oh, in WWE. Yeah. 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 I was a part of the cruiserweight classic okay. when I came in. That, that it, It's all timing. Like I, I, if anyone's listening out there as an independent wrestler, it's all timing. Just keep working. Yeah. Um, So for me, I had a tryout with them in 2015. I did not get hired from the tryout. They could only take one person from my group out of 72 people. There was maybe five or six wrestlers who were experienced there. The rest were all pro athletes. They could only hire one of us. Um, So the rest of us were all told, maybe something in the future, guys. You did great. Thanks. Um, So... I was just like, okay, just be patient. And then a year later, they started this thing called uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, which yeah. they wanted to honor like the athleticism and the history of like smaller wrestlers uh, you know, being more competitive. And they created this tournament, and they needed, uh, as William Regal told me, they needed groundsmen, and I was a prominent <laughs> groundsman. Right. Uh, so they brought me in for that. Uh, I, I did pretty well. Made it to the second round. Had a good showing. Then they took that show and they took our division and made it a featured attraction on Monday Night Raw. Okay. So before I was ever offered a WWE contract, I was wrestling on Monday Night Raw and their local their their pay per views, their monthly pay per views. And so I would go from my independent wrestling show to Raw. To the pay per view show. Wow. And then drive to Raw the overnight and uh, do the cruiserweight division. And then later on in the year, I was able to to earn a full-time contract. They started up 205 Live, which is still going on today. And that was their first, like, experimental streaming show that they created based on the cruiserweight division. So, like, I, I got in at a very cool, like where technology meets wrestling and <laughs> right. yeah. everything yeah. grows. It's right. very historic. Me, yeah, very lucky.
3: Let me ask you, so who is – so we know Vince McMahon is the muckety-muck. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's now so many tendrils to this world. Is there a second person who's like, you know, the um, who he can delegate to, who's the overseer of all this? Because it seems like it's just too damn much – for Vince to be, you know, checking everything all
10: the time. So that, that's the one thing that I don't think you could ever say to him is that something's too much for him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so he's he's very much, like, still at all the shows and running the shows and sitting backstage wow. and doing wow. that. And then uh, NXT, which was originally a developmental brand and has now become the third brand uh, for WWE. They have a show on USA. Um, that's run by Triple H. Okay, and that's he's kind of doing okay. what Vince right. did there oh. with, with that show. All right, so
4: we, how many nights of programming is there a week with WWE? Uh,
10: so and, and,
4: and all, all and all the the across angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
10: I would say six or seven right now. <laughs> wow. Like that's per crazy. week. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and, and they're in all like, Let's list them. Let's list them. So we got Raw, that's uh-huh. on USA Network. Yeah. We got NXT, which is on USA Network. We got SmackDown, which is on Fox. Then uh, secondary shows, we have um, NXT UK, which is in the UK, and okay. that's on, that was, it's now on Peacock, 205 Live, which is on Peacock, and then we have WWE's main event, which is like a pseudo-recap show, and then some exclusive matches. I'm featured on there quite a bit. Right. Uh, that'll be on Hulu. And then I think pay per views once a month.
4: And then pay per views once a month,
3: yeah. Okay.
10: That's a that's, that's a ton machine. Of,
3: that's a ton of entertainment, man. Yeah, that's that's huge. Of Plus
10: NXT has their own pay per views too. So those those are, you know, happening I think and, six times a year. And but, they're in different cities uh, every every like you know, it will these, be, going be going forward, yeah. Oh, man. Man, just talking about
4: all this has made That's me hungry.
0: Yeah.
10: Oh. <laughs> well, we got to get to that,
0: Preston. <laughs> yeah. We have to. That's why oh. this man is here. Marissa is now going to bring in <laughs> yes. my edible jacuchery yes. board wow. that uh, that drew the attention <laughs> wow. of Drew Gulak, and we are now going to sample this. Here it is. I don't have any fanfare <laughs> oh, music gosh. or anything <laughs> like that, but. All right. All right. Oh, here you you go, here we go. Here we Marissa, can I get a uh, can I get a, a knife to cut the brie, please? Yes, to just, cut the brie. Cut
3: the, That's probably something for, you hear a wow. lot in wrestling. Is for cutting
0: this. Uh, so I'm I'm going to let Drew sample this. And actually, you're supposed to just kind of like grab it and tear it. Now, keep in mind, I put this in <laughs> yeah. the fridge overnight. It probably would be better if it were fresh, fresh off the and, grill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fresh off the grill. Exactly. So.
3: Um, Drew, that can be your catchphrase, your new catchphrase. Fresh off the Somebody cr- get me a knife so I can cut the brie. <laughs>
2: cut the brie. No, oh but God. I do like fresh off the grill. I like fresh off the grill. Fresh <laughs> off the
3: grill. That's fresh off
6: the grill, brother. We can, we
5: can, we Sorry, I, mean, I added a together. little hunk in there. <laughs> but, uh,
3: this bread has all sorts of little cheeses in it.
2: And what did I call it? The honey? The honey divot? Where's the honey divot?
3: <laughs>
0: Colorado <laughs> Colorado All right so I'm going uh-huh. to I'm going to He asked to have the first taste Whee! a little corner you can grab some cheese or meat and this is honey that you can dip it in is okay. that the
3: honey divot? I think Casey said he wanted to feed me. That. I did <laughs> that's,
5: that's right. <laughs> all
3: right all right well maybe that happens not the first bite though no wow. he has to yeah. he has, yeah. a man has to share alone time with his I don't All right, so what do you recommend I,
0: I would go with uh the piece of bread a piece of brie bread just beer. to start with and dip it in okay. in the uh, the honey so wow. <laughs> you grilled this yeah, I grilled it. That's yep. amazing. So grab a little piece of brie there. You, you no, can no, tear off that so, some of that if you want Get to. In and then... Uh, you said dip, some honey? Yeah, dip it in a little bit of honey there.
10: Okay,
2: okay. Yeah. Okay, while he's doing this, he it's bothering me. You know when someone reminds you of somebody but you can't figure out who it is? It's another athlete. Dormus! Another athlete. Dormus! Okay. Dormus! <laughs> is that it? He yeah.
0: yeah. reminds you of Dormus? Yes, maybe?
2: it's the way he speaks.
0: Mm. Okay, he's got a bite. Is it a little crunchy?
10: or mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to... <laughs> You got a corner piece. <laughs> you picked the, the crunchiest part. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's <okay. laughs> oh, that's good. Is it good? Yeah.
5: Excellent. Hey! Hey! You're approved.
0: <laughs> so we have breakfast of champions right Now, now Casey's going to, uh, I think he's going to feed... This a beautiful uh, drew man. a piece of it. Yeah, because they, they actually they went on social media know. about this. Okay. Uh, Casey said he would like to feed him a piece. And... Maybe a little less
10: crunchy. Okay, I'm <laughs> <care for you. laughs> yeah, Something cor- that won't
0: blow his teeth out of his skull. The corner's
3: very I crunchy. I apologize.
10: No, this... no, it's good, man.
3: a little long. You know, Casey gave an enema to Ric Flair once. So <laughs> this is, uh, this <laughs> that's is...
8: where the woo came yeah, from. That's where the woo came from. <laughs> you Woo!
9: Woo! All right, so you...
10: Meat? Yeah, give me some savory.
0: I never knew that. Yeah. That's the the, uh, that the woo came from oh, that. Yeah, guy. a little prosciutto. Maybe
10: yeah. Uh, right. I
0: would recommend this cheese right <laughs> that there. Right that's right called a okay. uh, prima donna. It is a gouda. It is fantastic. Okay, it's
5: very prima good. Madonna.
3: And you can either go with the honey or not. Locked it's up to you. So. All right, Here's Case, make this, ma- make this matter. It's a big piece. He's a big man. Well, he's, he's, he's a big boy. here we go. All right, he now. Case, do the plane. Yeah. There's a plane. Can get an airplane?
5: Who's a big From boy? <top tenor> <laughs>
3: From the top, turn <laughs> oh <my God.
6: laughs> all the way into
3: Drew's that's mouth. That's a first.
0: So, yeah. yeah.
3: So this thing well, is is so uh, it looks so good. I've got to I got to try yeah. some. Yeah. When we get to yeah. the break. You guys awesome. can have at it. I've, I I made
0: it for here. We can. The staff can help themselves. Drew, how's
3: your uh, barbecuing and cooking? <laughs> 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 Give him a <that. laughs> uh, Is this something you think you could tackle? We need some so, water. Yeah. Pretty.
10: No, that's good. Okay. Um. So, yeah, grilling. I know nothing about it. Okay, but so I just I just bought my first house. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah. Where is where is home for you? By the way, now. So right now I'm in Orlando, okay. but I come up to Philly as much as I can. All right. Um. On the auto train. Yeah, I just take the auto train up <laughs> on the on the gyrocopter. <laughs> right. So. The
3: Vince McMahon gyrocopter. <laughs> <laughs> the
10: the
0: copter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Orlando. Yeah. So you just got a house. That's
4: cool. Yeah, we
3: just got a house down okay. there.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. And are you married? Mm-hmm. That's nice. yeah, my wife, Liz. Yeah. Any kids
4: or? No kids. All right. Do you ever yeah. see an alligator in the wild?
0: <laughs> Casey's obsessed on... with actually seeing dude. an alligator, not at Gatorland.
10: Yeah. But yeah, out so, and about. So the only thing we wanted to do since moving down there is like, where where are the alligators? <laughs> yeah. Sam. The only time I've seen one, we visited Kennedy Space Center and they're just on the side of the road. Oh, no, you okay. you spend on, enough time you will see you will see your share
3: of of gators and they also have what the snakes and the uh... I saw one at the airport I mean yeah. they, they
0: have yeah. actually have these ponds sure. out yes. there yes. and I've seen them out
4: the sun themselves
0: case wife doesn't count. it doesn't count
4: it doesn't I want to see a giant one on the side of a so we went to Rocco's Tacos one time and there's <laughs> like a giant like a lake behind there. And uh, I went out. And it was at night. And my yeah. friend was saying, "If you can, you, usually you can see their eyes like glistening in the night and stuff. I, I couldn't mean, even see that. No. It was cold, though. It was a little
3: cold.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, all right.
4: right. Yeah, so uh, so we, uh, we have to get the rating.
3: One to ten on the charcuterie uh, baked board. What are you giving it? Oh, it's a 15. A 10! 10! Yeah, that's all right!
5: 15. Woo! Woo! <laughs> all
0: right. Excellent. Somebody
3: well, get me a knife so I can cut the breed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, Drew, this is awesome to uh, to meet you in person. Yeah, this is great. Thank and, you for having me. And man. you're back in town from time to time, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll find a reason to, to hook up again, I'm sure.
10: Please, anytime. This is great.
0: And especially if... Um... Oh, do you all still say, hey, bitches?
10: <laughs> oh, <of laughs> yes. oh yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, if what? you want to, go ahead and say it. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? <laughs>
0: Uh, and maybe if you know, maybe Monday Night Raw, you'll be back in at home. And yeah, performing. F-
10: Philadelphia hasn't been announced yet for a tour, but I'm sure it'll be announced. Uh, yeah, sometime in the near future. That's awesome. <laughs> Usually yeah. once a year. Yeah, we, once we or get twice. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Awesome. Well, listen.
0: Uh, thanks so much for coming by, man. It's a pleasure to meet. Thank you, me. you guys, so much. It was awesome. It's here for Yay! Drew Boulot! WWE Wrestler, fan of the Preston and Steve show, and a Philly hometown guy. love it. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna meet more Philly hometown lover. Our buddy Rob McElhenney is on. Musician Don McCloskey, who is awesome, is gonna be joining as well. So make sure you stay put. We'll be right back.
6: Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from noon to 3 at the Verizon store at 1301 Bristol Pike in Ben Salem. When you buy a selected smartphone from Verizon, you'll get up to a $1,000 towards a second smartphone with select unlimited plans. Additional terms apply.
0: My fingers are all sticky now.
6: <laughs> oh, from the got, charcuterie.
0: I've got honey uh, over there. Oh. I dipped in the honey and it just it ran all over What's my fingers that, and you stuff. You want
4: so. a Clorox wipe? Case. Case. No, I was going to have
0: a... Kathy lick them off. Lick them no, off, yeah. I- Slowly, oh
3: would you
0: mind? I <laughs> 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 anyway, so disgusting. I, we, and, and we didn't. We didn't play a song. We came right back up the commercial break, so you guys haven't had a chance to sample it yet. Casey did have I some. Did. Oh my! Home God. run. My, my edible charcuterie board that I made on my grill. And it's w- like the only way you should do charcuterie boards, like
4: forever and ever. Thank you. Thank you. Charcuterie. <laughs> you You're so like charcuterie. Such a girl. Uh,
0: uh, well, thank you for your glowing review, sir. I appreciate it. You guys you. will have to sample it uh, in the next break. But we have guests to welcome to our studio. Uh, one who is here in the studio and one who is on the phone line. Uh, we want to start with the gentleman who is in the studio. He's been here before. Uh, and what are we, oh, are we playing?
4: Well, this is the song we all know.
0: I remember this. Yeah. This uh, this just in? Yes. This is a, a lot of fun. And, of course, there was a, uh, a really cool Phillies tune. Guerrilla Delphia. Guerrilla Delphia. Delphia. Yeah, that man. was pretty cool, too. But hang on a second.
11: This just then,
12: a came to me. Said, put down that guitar, boy. Be all you can
0: be. Love it.
12: Uncle Sam will lift you into shape.
0: And then here was a little bit of, we'll play the other one, Unstoppable. Uh, turned out they were stoppable. But <laughs> <laughs> Unstoppable <laughs> was to get us fired up for the Phil season in particular. And yeah, I, I still love the, we walk and we bite. Light up the fire, light <laughs> yeah. skyline in Philly tonight. <laughs> Please welcome Mr. Don McCluster to What's the going on? show. How you doing, Don? Doing great, man.
12: It's it's good, to good to be here. You you, we should do this once a decade. For we sure. should, right? And not right. that
3: when
0: yeah.
12: we
3: do it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> well, every time one of the major teams in the city wins a championship, yeah. we just get together. That's, a, that's right. So it's <laughs> it could be more than once it could a decade. Be once yeah, a decade. Yeah. It could be,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh well you've got you've got a song that is gonna be appearing uh tomorrow night on the season finale of Mythic Quest.
12: Correct. Yeah. Uh, Correct.
0: That's pretty awesome, and we're gonna we're gonna welcome our other guest here in uh, in just a moment, and how that all came together. Oh, who's coming? Who is it? It's (laughs) it's we're 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 gonna gonna introduce you to him. Oh, nice. Uh, Look forward. No, he's he's an old friend of yours. But let me play a little bit of the song. What is the title of the song? Uh, This song
12: is called uh, First and Flight. It's the first single from the new album. Okay. Two American boys gonna (laughs) conquer the. Gonna turn their bicycle To a flying machine And against all odds They believe that they will Get a little closer to God I don't kill devil Hill. <laughs> okay.
0: I love this little uh, Calypso beat uh, feel yeah. thing Yeah That's really cool Is it about the Wright Brothers? Yeah. Yes, yes. That that Starts part. off
12: about the Wright Brothers And then it continues on uh, Yeah
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I,
3: I and I mean this as the uh, incredible compliment that it's been to me. Be. <clears throat> it has very Graceland sounding uh, vibe oh, to yeah. it. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. My
12: but am
0: I dig it, yeah! I dig it. This is fun. I've got yeah, a playlist I call "Feel Good." Yeah, that would go on my Feel Good playlist. Put it on. Yeah, this sure. is a
12: this is feeling uh, really good at the moment, where everybody's coming outside again. Yes. In the summertime, yeah. Yeah. And we need that. And the theme, yeah, is about overcoming obstacles and just yeah, picking back up and That's carrying great. on. Beautiful yeah.
0: thing. Yeah. It's, going be on yeah. it's going to be on Mythic Quest season finale tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Rob McElhenney is with us good yet morning, again. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Don. Hey, what's up, buddy?
8: Oh man, you know, just uh, living the dream.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, you guys go back to high school days, right, Don? Yes, indeed. You guys both yep. went to St. Joe's yeah, Prep. Yeah, we both went to the prep.
3: Nice. Same
12: yeah. same year, same Same year, 95. Okay. Yeah, same uh, English classroom, same uh what? Rob, yeah, freshman, lunch.
8: freshman, your eyes. And that progressed on <laughs> all, all, yeah, exactly. all I, the way through. So that was uh, 1947. Wow. That's
4: right. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Old so chimey. I, I was going to wear, I got a brand new prep hat uh, for Father's Day. Rob, my son's going to the prep next year. And I was going to wear it today. Oh, and man. it didn't. Match what I was wearing. I actually had it in my hand. I wish I Crimson wouldn't. Crimson matches it everything. Now you're hot. How do you yeah. feel about
12: that?
0: Hey, there's <laughs> a, there's a really cool story about you two guys and how Don, you were kind of responsible for the Nightman Cometh live sh- touring well, show that you kind of lit the fuse. That's, that's a very that. generous way to say. It. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was, yeah. yeah,
12: yeah. It was a. I did uh, initiate it and get it started.
0: And uh, and yeah. Rob. So so and to Rob's. You were originally just going to go see Don perform at the Troubadour, legendary venue in Los Angeles, right?
8: Yes, yes. It's a legendary spot. And Don was like, hey, um, I'm coming out to play. Uh, A, would you like to come check it out? Of course, I I said yes. And then he said, any chance you'd be willing to maybe sing a couple of songs from Nightmare with an acoustic guitar? We think it might be kind of fun. So I brought it to the guys, and they said, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But if we're going to do it, maybe we should, like, do a – a few songs and then we started talking a little bit more and then we thought we thought we had some of the sets. What if we just put the whole thing on? Like the the episode was twenty two minutes, but the show itself within the show I think is only like nine minutes long or something like that. So we thought Maybe we could we could put that on. And and then Don, correct me if I'm wrong, but we called the tr- guy at the Troubadour and he was like, Huh? Who so are no, these people? What he was like, No about? thanks. He was like, I don't know <laughs> who you
12: are and I don't know the show, so no, we're we're good.
0: I, I had read then, though that, that yeah. the hand was kind of forced because they accidentally they, they went ahead and, and printed something that said yeah. the cast of It's Always so, Sunny in Philadelphia yeah, so, performing. So i had
12: watched Nightmare Cometh, yeah, and called Rob and all the everybody on the cast is musical, you know, and, and uh so <laughs> Rob and I had been doing kind of bits where uh, he would come up, like when I was a singer-songwriter in New York, he would come up and be like my poet friend who was going to do uh, performance art, like spoken word poetry, right? and bum everybody out,
8: and then he would oh, go into feel, like, like a collective sigh, sigh. <laughs> amazing music, and everybody would be Come up with and...
12: like a turtleneck and like a tea <laughs> candle,
8: so I was like, why don't we <laughs> just like pull one up? Yeah. Yeah. It was back when you could smoke in the bars, and I would come up and just be like super pretentious, <laughs> and I would come up to do like spoken word poetry, and you could the whole room would like deflate, <laughs> just completely deflate. And
3: that's what spoken word can do for you. Exactly.
8: <laughs> and then we were doing. We like, wound up doing, um, if I recall, we did uh, Britney Spears lyrics. That's right. At, and in, uh, as, oh, the oh,
12: Fon yeah. song. Yeah, it was uh, a. <laughs> she song. had thighs yeah. like a truck. <laughs> truck. <laughs> Truck.
5: Yes.
12: yes yeah, it was like that. Uh so, so it was a good bit. So I I asked them if they were game to uh do something Troubadour. Rob was like, Let's do it. Uh and I think you went on your honeymoon directly afterwards. Yeah. And um, we're and we're, yeah, that's, and we're on something, like right. Yeah. And couldn't get in touch with them, called the Troubadour and was like, We want to do the show. They're like, Okay, we're gonna do it. They put it out as Nightman Cometh, Cast of It's Voice <laughs> performs Nightman Cometh. Uh, Don McCluskey, and it goes out, and I can't get in touch with Rob. And it was like, dude, I think you're doing the entire show. <laughs> I <mean,
5: go> <laughs>
12: Why? Well, and, and At the
5: troubadour. What
12: I thought I read was like, is, all right, cool. it read, it may
0: have been the yeah. quickest sellout in that's troubadour exactly history. Right.
12: That's exactly right.
0: The troubadour. Yeah. yeah which I is mean, where all
5: the I mean, greats
3: played. That's where, that's where John yeah. came and, and, and defined his career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
8: We sold yeah. out faster than Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> and then wow. I think the guy was like, "Who are these people?" I think we have to add a couple of nights, right? And then I guess, and that's what we wound up doing. And then,
0: yep. and then Danny kind of—he had said he kind of pressured you guys to take that thing on the road and make it the big show that it became.
12: That's right. That's yeah, we cool. ended yeah. up doing uh, the Tower Re- uh, Tower Theater here and uh, yeah. the Beacon Theater in
9: New York. It was great. Wow.
8: Yeah. It was so long ago, it was before social media. So we had no idea. We had no, you know, it's a television show, so you have no direct relationship with the fans other than the people that you see in the street. So nobody's able to, like, we, we just have no feedback. So that was the first time we had done a live show and saw, like, the voraciousness of the fans <laughs> who not only insane. memorized the lyrics of every song, but knew the line. The, the 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 entire dialogue of the entire episode it was bizarre that we, we might have a hit uh, sure.
0: yeah <laughs> that had been really special for you rob i mean because you know you guys could see the numbers and and all that but to feel that feedback from people must have been like oh, oh my
8: god yes yeah. yeah that was the first time and in fact we were always like on the bubble of getting canceled for like five six seven years yeah because truth is the numbers weren't even that strong because it was back in the day was like Nielsen boxes. And that was all BS. Like there was just, it was an aggregate number based on, you know, surveys. Right. So th- I remember doing the first night and seeing people go like bonkers. <laughs> yeah. And I called John Landgraf who ran FX at the time and still does. And I said, please, can you get all the executives to come here? Luckily it's in LA come here tomorrow night and watch this show because they, I needed them to see it too. And they came and saw it, and they were like, "Whoa, this show is like, this is a big show, and we don't even really realize it."
3: <laughs> it's so crazy, awesome, but you're, you're right, though, uh, Rob, about the uh, like the Nielsen and the, the way these numbers are accrued <laughs> is so scatter shot a lot of times. Now, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you, and and so you you go out and do the show, and and you're you're noticing, you, hey, I think there's something here for you, Don, as as a musician. Now, yeah. we talk constantly about how. How how things are judged, how how albums are parsed out now, the classic release of a full album is not always the norm. Where do you find yourself at? Because I know this this particular song is released uh, on Spotify streaming tomorrow, right? That's right.
12: It's going on Spotify tomorrow. Uh, We're streaming this uh, single first, uh, second single, and then releasing the album uh, in fall.
7: Okay. Yeah. And and Rob, uh, Which correct, is the kind of the new? correct me if I'm wrong, but Don's in pretty good company because uh, First and Flight's going to be featured on Mythic Quest along with uh, some music from a guy named John Lennon. Is that hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah.
8: Some it, we 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 kind of were looking around for some obscure musicians. Um, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, John John Lennon Lennon. Uh, he had a really beautiful song that we we wanted to sample and. Uh, his estate gave us uh, gave us permission to do so. What wow. what normally cuz we've heard
3: numbers if you were to purchase um you know a a song for you say a a full John Lennon song what kind of money do you think we'd be talking for that?
8: Very expensive but I can, I can tell you this here's what's really interesting because you never really know. You never know. So um, we wanted to get a Pink Floyd song for the first season. And Pink Floyd never, ever, ever licenses movies or right. mu- music for movies or television. And for whatever reason, I think what we found out was that Roger Waters' kids were, like, big fans of Sonny and then also Mythic Quest. Wow. And so they allowed us to use it. And then we were like, well, it's going to be astronomical. And it turns out it wasn't. Wow. But it like- reminded me of a story from, like, when, oh, God, season four, season five of Sonny. Because you have no idea. Well, I think we licensed a Michael Jackson song at one point, mm-hmm. and it cost, like, nothing. And then we, license, we tried to license the Ghostbusters theme by yeah. Ray Parker Jr., yeah, and yeah. that was $130,000. <laughs> oh
3: so Michael Jackson, nothing. Ray Parker Jr., $130,000.
8: Yes. So you just never know. You just never no. know. And it it really makes absolutely zero sense.
3: And that's crazy about
0: Roger Waters because he recently, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, they, they tried to get, Instagram tried to use uh, Brick in the Wall Part 2 and he flat out told him to F off. And I mean literally, yeah, literally told him to F off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. And, yeah. yep. uh, but he's got, uh, his kids are fans of Slonin'. <laughs> that
8: helps. That <laughs> helps. Yeah. 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 And we, we wound up being able to use Shine on, uh, shine. I mean it's just like, it was just crazy. Shine on your crazy diamond which is like, wow. you know, one of the most beautiful awesome. songs ever written. And, and it was just like, well, we'll just, we'll see what happens and then yeah sure and he's like yeah no problem man Sure. Okay, Great. so, so Don, What do you what do you charge him, Rob? For this, uh, I was just gonna say I should probably should have
12: charged more. I was like, Ray, yeah. Ray Parker Jr. got one thirty. Yeah. Like, what, what did I do wrong? And who is
3: managing? Well, me? Well, by the way, yeah. when you're referred to locally, you are referred to as the a Ray, Ray Parker, Parker Jr. Jr. For of West time. I've been called that
12: many, many times. Many times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who are
3: you gonna call, Don McCloskey? <laughs>
12: when um, there's something strange. Yeah. So,
0: so air. will this be, Rob? Will the song be used in an end credit form or in a, a a tender or a happy moment in the show, or can you reveal any of that? Uh, yeah, I can.
8: So, so we have we we have a lot of great music in in the show um, in, in in Mythic Quest, and um, we use it as a, as a major part of the show. And and, and and Mythic Quest is like quite different than Sunny because we really do get really dark and we get really emotional and emotionally resonant. It's like just like a different tone. And for the last few episodes, we've had a couple of like really like kind of heartbreaking episodes. And for the finale. We wanted to leave people – well, it is a comedy. So we yeah. wanted to leave people feeling good. And so we were searching for – what happens in the story is that a couple of the characters are basically jumping off into, into the abyss. Uh, and we don't know what's going to happen to them, but one of them is really scared. And, the, and Well, they're both really scared, but one of them is really optimistic and, and is basically saying, like, let's do this together. Let's, let's close our eyes and jump into the abyss together. But I wanted it to feel happy, not scary, not sad so I'm like searching around for all this music and we have a great music supervisor on the show and I'm like pouring through everything. And then like concurrently I get a text from Don saying, Hey man, I got a bunch of new songs, you know, we're going, I'm going to drop a new album and he just wanted to run some of them by me because, you know, we talk quite a bit and we're, we're fairly, you know, creative. We're always asking each other, you know, what we think about various things. I would say fairly and he sends me this like group of songs and I just like hear this and immediately I'm like, that's it. That's the one. Oh, like that's, that's what the song yeah. is about. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's about the Wright brothers, which you guys picked up on right away. And also the same thing that I said to him, which was that it feels like a Graceland. It feels like a, like a Paul Simon song, which, you know, yeah. I know is not, um, I know, yeah. know it's not by accident, right? Like we're absolutely. all, all in the same way that like Sonny kind of feels like Seinfeld and Curb because you know I stole you steal from the best,
3: <laughs> yeah,
5: <Right>. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
12: absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Paul we're Simon all, stole from influence. the best, yes, yes. all of Africa. Somebody, <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul Simon stole all that music from Africa, but but uh, no, and it, that again, I, as I said when I was uh, noticing that, it, it's a compliment. It's just a fantastic album, and and I find it harder, I find it easier to connect to sadder songs. A lot of times, uh, a a song that has an upbeat or positive sound to it, I think has to work a little bit harder to ring true with me. Do, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
12: I actually run. This is uh, one of the like only uh, like unapologetically optimistic songs I've ever written. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> it's hard to write that and be uh, honest without right? seeming without being, sort
3: of yeah. too cute. You
12: know? So this is the the reason the Wright Brothers story appealed to me is because it is about like a engaging in some kind of creative effort, not really knowing what is coming, and just continually failing, <laughs> doing it, and then
3: eventually succeeding. That is that and is, that is real. the story. That, that is so story. optimism. Yes, it's a story yes. about faith. And,
12: yeah. uh, taking
3: a leap of faith. Right. And uh, That's how you became the Ray Parker Jr. That's literally how I became. Yeah. yeah.
12: And that and my fearlessness of ghosts. Like yes. I have I am not you afraid of ghosts. You're not yeah. afraid. I'm not. And that's why, yeah. (laughs) So uh, those are the those are the themes of the song, right? And and that felt real, like uh, you know, having like blind blind optimism is not real. It doesn't really feel like it doesn't. But persistence, persistence,
3: and that's what you're dedication. Yes, I love it. Yep, we need that. That book,
12: yeah, that book is incredible to read. By the way, it's the Wright Brothers. By David McCullough, he needs yeah. a plug on here. No,
3: <laughs> oh, which you really no, I'm only kidding. check out the Ray uh, Parker Jr. bio. It's a great <laughs> the book. Ray Parker Jr.
0: bio, <laughs> so good.
12: But really, that book is really inspirational and is a uh, is a great American story. Yeah. It's a great uh, story about ingenuity and yeah.
0: Well, I what's cool is, is now with um um with as many streaming platforms as there are and and great original programming. Um, there, there's some interesting musical, um, uh, choices that are made to put in. And I find myself now more than ever going, wait a minute, what is that song? Hmm. I need to find out what that is. Yeah. Right. So this is a cool opportunity. Absolutely. You know, I mean, a without a doubt. Yeah.
12: I mean, it. I do that all the time. Shazam, yeah. uh, and just Google. Yeah. And I'm like, um, song with bell commercial guy, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dog yeah, whatever you know, whatever. And you can
3: put. We're in a time now. It's and it funny. Comes up. Yes, you could put <laughs> that little bit of information yeah. in, and you'll get it. When we first started doing, and and Rob, you had mentioned, you know, prior to social media, you know, I, we remember doing this show when the internet was actually just really kicking up, and you you'd you'd put in, um, what is the population of Japan? didn't recognize the word japan you know right, like, right, yeah, right. Exactly, it's, it's right. like and and it's just astonishing now, now it's
12: like what is and they're like we know what you're thinking we'll let you know yeah. it's six million people all right ray parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: rob uh marissa wanted me to ask this question that uh, you had said one time that you had a you have a text chain of, of prep friends and that you're like the fourth funniest guy on it is don <laughs> on that
8: chain no, Don's on a separate chain. Oh, that's Don's right. On a, Don's on a completely separate chain. This and is and I'm the fourth I funniest on my person. The only friends we have from high school, and this is what's, what's, what's so great, Casey, and why I'm so happy for your son. Like, that school is really incredible. Yeah. And I've come out of that school with, I mean, what's it now, almost 30 years later, and I, and I talked to, I don't know, 15 of those guys I went to school with on a weekly basis.
4: It's amazing. Yeah, it's no, and I, I love that. And, and, and believe me. Uh, choosing a high school for my children has it it was it was very very difficult decisions but you know my my two nephews graduated from the prep uh last year uh the 2020 and what I witnessed especially with my one nephew who went there from freshman year to senior year what what I witnessed that the transfer uh in in him like I just I'm like that's that's what I want for my kid. You know yeah. what I mean. And yeah. I, I I wasn't sure he was. My son was going to be able to get that anywhere else. So you know but that here, was. Here's
8: the here's the best part of this this whole thing as it, as it pertains to Don. Don was forced to go to the prep by his dad. <laughs> forced to go right. he Did you want to go? go if, if I recall, <laughs> you, did you want to go to Abington? Where did you want to go, Don?
12: Uh, no, I I uh, so Kamal Egan. I yeah. wanted to go to the prep, and my parents were like, "Absolutely, let's you know, we're behind it." And then, about somewhere in like sophomore year, it was like, "Yeah, the all boys thing is not as cool as it once was," and uh, I right. definitely want to go to the all girls school. <laughs> um,
8: and then I and, remember, like, senior to get out it. year, and like senior yeah. year when we would everybody's gotten really close, we're having a like great time, we're going into senior year, it's our final year, and I remember asking Don, like, "Man, isn't this great? Like, aren't you glad you stuck with it?" And you were like. Uh, you know, I, I would transfer to Conwell Egan, like, today. Tomorrow. My yeah. last
12: we, we would have days off, and I would go to their school. Like, if the s- days off didn't, and I would be like, yeah, I'm just checking the place out. It was, like, senior year, last semester. It was like, yeah. Uh, i just coming around. All my friends went to that school. So I, was like, I was
8: president of the student body. He was president of our class. Were you? Whoa! Like the, I'm talking about second semester. It was, like- and- Probably like Christmas of our senior year. And we're all like, I can't wait for the senior slide. And Don's like, I wonder if I could slide right out of this. Right
7: <laughs> Rob, listen, that's exactly right. I know you got to be out by like 930. So I, I, while we have oh, you on, I want to uh, hit um, Union Wrexham uh, event, which is uh, July 29th. And we're hoping and uh, we're going to find a way actually to have Don be a part of that as well, too. I know, I know a lot of the balls are still up in the air. Um, but uh, anything you want to add about the uh, the event that's happening next month?
8: yeah that's the idea I mean we're still um, they're, they're still trying to figure out some paperwork here but it's definitely happening and then um, as soon as we can we're going to announce that the tickets are going to be up there's going to be a link um, like I keep I uh, just want to keep pushing this that it's a completely free event uh, it's going to be Cora services uh, which is um, an organization that's really close to my heart in association with phil abundance and the only thing we're asking is that everybody bring one item of food to donate other than that it will be 13,000, I think, free free tickets yeah. to come check out the game. And, and we're trying to find a way where we can get some musical acts. Obviously, Don will be one of the headliners. There
7: was uh, 18,000 people in the park last night. It looked great. It sounded great. And uh, it really just reinforces the fact that Philly is a soccer town, and this mm-hmm. is going to be a fantastic international friendly. Yes. Yep, that's the idea.
4: Yeah, Rob, and I, I really do it, you know, as a – Philly guy or Delco guy born and bred. I, I appreciate you've been in LA for a long, long time, but you never left Philadelphia, and, and I pre- appreciate that. And I know, you know, a ton of us out here listening right now feel the same exact way. One last question about the prep. When you guys graduated, did you guys smoke a cigar with that was like a tradition? Did that happen?
12: I don't know if it was a cigar.
8: I don't think it was a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It,
3: it was it, it, it was in a small vial. <laughs> are Phillies Phillies blunt? Yeah, the blunts uh,
0: count Are those? A cigar?
3: Yeah. Are yeah. Well, was there a spoon involved? Uh, that is involved. A, technically
12: a cigar.
7: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Sold in the cigar section at CVS. <laughs> right, well, yeah, yeah. there was
4: like, some sort of a tradition that my nephew talked about. I heard him talking about it since his freshman yeah. year. How old is all your right. nephew? Well, now he's a, uh, he just finished his freshman year at Temple, but he uh, okay. but he talked about it. he's like you know and he's a good kid you know. Yeah. And he's, and all he wanted to do was go and smoke that cigar after the graduation <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. He
12: He's been telling you it's a cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, there's, a sure. uh, there's a tradition. There's a we all smoke a cigar, and we gotta go to a uh, <laughs> oh undisclosed location.
3: Like we all get a <laughs> bottle of
4: Vizine.
3: No, yeah. yeah, the kind of cigars sure they made on Breaking
8: Bad. Cigar leaf. I mean, <laughs> right. Really, really.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Rob's got
0: to run, so so we'll let you go, Rob. We'll chat with Don for a little bit longer. But you know, we're excited about this this matchup on the on the 29th, July 29th. By the way, details wmmr.com. And of course, uh, excited for it—the wrap-up of uh, Mythic Quest
8: and hearing Don's song, which is going to be really cool. So
10: check it out. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Rob.
8: Really fun, super optimistic, and Don sounds great. So check it out. All right, thanks, Rob. Man, take it
10: easy,
0: buddy. Excellent, excellent. So um, that's awesome, dude. you guys are still tight like that. I love that. I mean, I have I have one or two in my life uh, from from high school back in the day, and it's it's just great uh, to have old friends like that. It is great. Yeah. Yeah uh feels like yeah it feels like no time has but passed
3: that on, so, that yeah. and i think that can only benefit your life i no one from my high school uh, no i moved around too much and it, there's it, that's all gone and i look at people like you guys and that sort of very fraternal thing yeah. it's, you know it's wonderful
12: it is great, yeah, yeah. really. I mean, um, yeah, because you share all of that, you know, history yeah. and like uh, yeah, really funny. Did you memories.
0: think he would get to where he is back then? Did you think did uh, absolutely he kinda, that his yeah, was yeah. his star I, shining as a as a teenager?
12: Yeah, I remember in um, in high school in uh, English class, we all had to write. We had a writing assignment, and uh, everybody, you know, at that point is not a great writer because you haven't done anything, right? <laughs> you yeah. lived anything, and. I re- remember Rob coming in, re- and the English teacher asking him to read it in front of the class, and he no wrote kidding. this incredible uh, story that was really riveting for you know even high school like students. We were like on the edge of our seats. <laughs> was it humorous? <laughs> so or was it, it was uh, no. It was kind of like uh, it was. Fu- it had funny moments, yeah. but it was you know um, filled with like pathos and right. you know uh, empathetic characters, and it's really rich storytelling right at a I'm, really young age i'm so amazed by something that stuck with me so i'm was, amazed
0: by both that that people can can write you know just amounts yeah. v- of stuff but also when you're talking about writing music and lyrics writing in prose or right. succinctly getting a meaning across by using very few words is an incredible talent and yeah. and so you know you obviously have that as well um I, thank you how long, How hard did you have to work at that? Did it come on slowly or have you always kind of had a little bit of a knack for it
12: writing uh songwriting um came uh pretty easily very early on before I could even play guitar. I was really using like one chord and sliding it up the neck and just writing you know I would write like five songs <laughs> yeah. wow, like one chord you know and then uh so the writing came easier than the guitar okay and then as they both kind of developed, then I was able to you know branch out into merging them a little more, um, you know, with nuance. <laughs> if you,
0: if yeah. you can crank out that much, I remember right. in that, uh, the, the documentary about the, the Eagles, the band, yes. and it was uh, Glenn Fry saying that, you know, uh, Bob Seger, because they were both from Detroit, uh, and he idolized Bob Seger, and and Bob's advice to him was just, write, yeah. keep writing, Write and write and write more. You're going to write songs. You're going to write a ton of really bad songs. They're mostly bad. But you eventually... <laughs> That's the trick. You're going to write a good one. Yeah, exactly. If you keep cranking it out, something's going to happen. I,
12: I have this conversation pretty regularly. Even the greats, everybody forgets all their bad stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like... Oh, yeah. On Harvest, there's you know a, a million great songs. And there's like, A Man Needs a Maid. Right? right, which is like Neil I, Young just this, like Yeah screaming a man needs How a do maid I get over this like this a
3: place cleaned <laughs> <laughs> if there was only some sort <laughs> of profession.
0: Right. Right. Same, same thing for John Lennon. There there are a lot of Bad yeah. John Lennon right. solo songs, and he was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, this is no taxicab to right? the greats, but <laughs>
12: it's kind of no, good are... knowing that the greats, even the greats, are just throwing everything out. And yeah. you know, some of it is is absolutely ascendant, and some of it is just unlistenable.
3: It, it, it's <laughs> funny you should mention that, Don, because I've said also yeah. to, to to many people, uh, you you also learn, and we've we've talked about this. If you think that people are at who are in the the prized, um, coveted positions, represent the absolute best out there at those particular, like the best musicians and the best directors. Yeah. You know, there's sort of been a phenomenon with YouTube and with these videos where you see these kids who are seven or eight years old who are playing, you know, Uh, uh, incredible level musicianship. So, yes, and so don't ever think that your shot has passed you you know it, oh, it, it, yeah. it, it's always oh don't there trigger. i haven't yeah don't, no no yeah. i'm not saying you specifically <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, i would yeah. never say that to the ray parker jr <laughs> of Pennsylvania. never that's yeah. right <laughs> who will you call when the
12: ghosts are in town? There's only one number to
3: call. Yes, <laughs> who will you call?
7: I know it's been 12 years since the Phillies were in the World Series, but I want to thank you for Unstoppable because it's on my iTunes and I, I still play it all the time. And they didn't win the World Series in 2009, but it's it might have even been a throwaway song for you. Yeah, it's it was, it was phenomenal. It's it, really well put together, yeah, and I you. love it.
12: Yeah, it was. It felt good to like write a jock jam as a folk <laughs> artist. You know, right. it was like. Sure. Uh, you know, like, um, and and they played it at the stadium. It was great, yeah. and everybody loved it. And uh, I, Did you know, it was a lot of fun to record it and, and play. So it was, it was great. Was
3: okay. there ever a fallback
12: called Stoppable? I think it's a yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it turns out we're Stoppable. <laughs> uh, the mere thought is not as preposterous as right. once believed. Yeah, uh, you need to be keeping even. my <laughs> mind. many try stopping yeah. us um, and succeed, like. George Papadopoulos.
0: (laughs) Listen, I I just realized something. We didn't even touch on the Sixers with Rob. Yeah. Because the well, last time we had Rob on, he was like, oh, "They're going to win. It's definite." <laughs> it is, I
7: mean, he was as he was resolute bullish. as yeah. you could possibly be Bullish yeah. on the Sixers. Uh-huh. You know why? Yeah. Uh, why? In part, um, because and I, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I'm going to. Uh, the team invited him to ring the bell if they were oh, to yeah. make it to, to the finals. Damn <laughs> it! Yeah. And so uh, you can't he, go in. Yeah, and he was planning on being back here around Fourth of July weekend, mm. uh, which would have been when the finals are. And so, uh, unfortunately. That didn't happen. He was bullish on the Sixers, and I think it's because he, in part, because he's a fan, but he also Absolutely. wanted to come ringing the bell, too. And yeah. maybe next year.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Man. All right. Uh, well, listen, Don, the album. Um, yes. When, when is it officially? So the
12: album is called The Chaos oh. and the Beauty. Okay. And uh, the official drop for the album is it's fall, but there's no date. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. um, the single is tomorrow, First in Flight. There's a second single called Unbecoming that it will be later in the summer, and then uh, September, October will be the uh, and, album.
0: And so First in Flight will be available on Spotify, t- on Spotify tomorrow? Spotify tomorrow, yeah. Okay, so you'll be yep. able to catch it. And there on... will be a video for it on uh,
12: Vivo within the next uh, two weeks. Nice! Yeah. Excellent. Did you have any yeah.
0: uh, creative uh, input
12: into that? I did, yes. yeah. It was uh, me, the producer, um, a friend of mine uh, who's an editor and uh, we put the concept together and um, yeah, I don't right. want to give too much away. Excellent. You, I assume <laughs> The reason I'm shaved, yeah, uh, yeah. clean-shaven yeah. and short hair. I didn't recognize I you at all. Have, yeah. Because usually it's have a full video. beard. Yeah, in the video I, I lose all of, you know, my, my hair goes from a like giant uh, puff and okay. beard to
3: this. Did you shoot it around here, <laughs> I assume? I uh, shot it in Brooklyn?
12: Yeah, I Brooklyn, recorded, is, the, okay. recorded the record in Brooklyn, okay. uh, the Honey Jar. Well,
3: that's where the Wright brothers did their first flight. Was that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> we will we, we, we'll take it to the skies here. Over. Yeah. Let's see if we can fly to Queens. <laughs> right. Well, it,
0: it's it's a great tune. Thank and, you very much. Uh, we'll encourage people to uh, to download this to to get it on Spotify, but definitely watch. Uh, the season finale, of, uh, season two finale of uh, Mythic Quest, which is on Apple TV, and that is tomorrow. It's great to see you, Don. Awesome, great. Thanks, Thanks for, for
12: having here. me on. Good to see you guys. Have yeah. a great summer. Yes, Don guy. Very
0: cool. Too. I don't kill well, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. And we were talking about the fills. I think John Brazier is going to be joining us in a few. So we'll uh, say hello to Johnny Boy and see what else we can get into. Stay. Fun.
2: spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots.
7: That's right, and this month's band is Goalkeeper. keeper your local shots artist of the month check them out every wednesday at 6 30 right here on the mighty mmr
2: and you can hear and see more now at wmr.com
6: keyword local shots sponsored by family and company jewelers find a band that rocks her world at family
2: 93 3 wmr everything that rocks philly
0: all right, we're going to do the Bizarre File, and then we have a guest we're going to speak with.
1: No. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File.
0: Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services, and you're going to have a brand new system installed as soon as tomorrow for up to $1,800 off. Visit horizonservices.com. Lately, I've been leading with some messed up stories. I'm, yes. gonna lead, I'm leading with a really happy story. Oh. All right. An anonymous diner at a New Hampshire restaurant left a generous tip for the staff a few weekends ago. Thirty-seven dollar tab left a sixteen thousand dollar tip. That's oh awesome. God. That's massive. Uh, and according to Michael Zarella, the owner of the Stumble Inn Bar and Grill, uh, he said he was not he was uh, not a regular customer. He just started coming in about a month ago. Mm. Uh, Zarella says the anonymous diner. Did not reveal his motivation for leaving the whopping gratuity during the June 12 visit. However, he has, or he was asked several times, if he had somehow made a mistake, but repeatedly told the bar manager that he intended to leave the additional sixteen thousand dollars on his thirty-seven dollar ninety-three cent bill. Um, he said that uh, he, he he told them don't spend it all in one place. Uh, the sixteen grand tip was split between the eight bartenders who worked the shifts. Uh, The Stumbling Bar and Grill has only opened for indoor dining on May 18th after closing up for a few months during the pandemic. Zarella is also thankful for a really large customer base that helped ease some of the burden on his employees by patronizing the restaurant over the past year.
3: They had to contact him back, Preston, because he inadvertently forgot to pay for a fifth drink. Oops. So they wanted huh. to make sure they got that money.
0: But the anonymous d- diner uh, still visits from time to time, so he didn't just stumble in, and leave the tip, That's... and take off. So he, they were able he to he verify? Yeah. yeah, wow, amazing. Yeah. Listen to this. A Manhattan principal was caught trying to wind her school down for the summer more than a week early <laughs> while still having kids sign in each day to cover her tracks.
2: Hmm. Wait, but the kid's going they weren't
0: going uh school of the future chief stacy goldstein sent an email to families thursday saying that there would be no in-person or remote classes this week <laughs> but the kids still had to sign in electronically to satisfy attendance requirements that's the school of the future angry parents said no explanation was given for the early conclusion of a tumultuous school year uh parents were angered by the sudden severance especially given the limited instruction their kids were offered this year a Department of Education spokesperson shut down the school's attempt at an early summer on Friday. The principal is following up with the entire school community to clarify that students will be attending school and receiving instructions until June 25th. That's a ballsy move. It's yeah. a totally ballsy move, so I don't know what that's going to mean for her future employment. A man was arrested on Monday for suspected possession with the intent to deliver a controlled substance after he was seen with multiple drugs on him at the police department. Okay, so this. So he's is, at a police precinct with yeah. these drugs on him. Killing police department, and it gets even more intense. Odell Smith is his name. He was with a woman when he <laughs> went up to the north annex to file a report on the woman. When an officer saw Smith, he noticed a large bulging bag <laughs> hanging from Smith's jean shorts that appeared to be marijuana or spice. Jean shorts. Sp- well, listen to this though. Sp- Smith was detained, and then the officer noticed that he was wearing an ankle monitor, and Smith told the police he was under house arrest for a drug charge. Do you live in this precinct? (laughs) The officer then found two clear bags with a total of 31.4 grams of marijuana or spice, a third bag with six multicolored pills, and a final bag with methamphetamine that weighed 14 grams.
3: He's not a very good criminal.
0: He also had $7,500 in cash split into two bundles. So they arrested him. He was under house arrest. He wore the ankle monitor to the police station. Well, house is a vague term. I guess so. <laughs> uh, Smith's body wa- or Smith's bond was set at $40,000. Uh, a trip to the Florida Keys got off to a sour start for two groups of Boy Scouts from Georgia who said they secured accommodations through Airbnb for a house that doesn't even exist. Man. The troop leader Scott Mulkey said that his troops uh, 5506 and 506 Northeast Georgia had planned their Florida Keys getaway for some snorkeling, fishing, and camping. Uh, for part of the trip, the two tro- trips uh, troops, I'm sorry, booked two Airbnb rentals that could hold all 24 of them. But before they even made it to South Florida, they started to realize uh, both of these separate bookings seemed off. Um, that's because Mulkey said it appeared that they had rented the same house through different hosts. The pictures were all identical, he said, and all for Big Pine Key. After they reached out to Airbnb, they said, no, it's legitimate. It's a real deal. So once they showed up, they arrived, and they found mangroves and marshland. That's it. Well, that's
3: why the description said lots of natural light.
0: There was no mailbox, nothing there at all, he said. After finding an empty lot, Mulkey recorded a video to document his disappointment and frustration. Uh, Ever resourceful, the scouts reorganized. They paid for some rooms at a hotel. They had a place to stay. Uh, Airbnb is going to fully refund them and also credit the families for a future stay somewhere. But they were completely yeah. uh, scammed. Well, I mean, on that one. you expect to get a B&B.
7: They wanted yeah. to go camping. I mean, they got that part in. They did yeah. get that
0: part in. Yes, exactly. Just trying to help. All right, and then one last story, and we will wrap. Let's go with this one. Delivery drivers will sometimes take a photo of packages that they left near the front of your house to prove they delivered it. Yeah. Sometimes those photos include more than just the package. A woman recently <laughs> shared. The driver had taken a photo of the delivery right after she had fallen face down in a puddle and was still laying on the ground.
5: Oh my God! That is <laughs> so awesome.
0: It must have just timed out perfect that she had fallen and she's face down in this puddle. Did you Did you see the picture?
4: I have not seen oh, it. No, I'd love to I only see saw that. the story.
0: Uh, her post got millions of views on TikTok, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file.
4: I have a question about uh, uh, the New Hampshire story where they. Um, uh, tipped sixteen thousand dollars. My yes. question for you is this: uh, If you have outstanding credit card bills and you pass away, do who's responsible to make those payments? Is anybody I, I responsible for that? I don't know. I mean, you get
7: willed. You can leave behind debt. You know, just like you can leave behind money. So, it, um, somebody inherits that debt. Somebody, somebody is responsible for it post
4: death. Hmm. Okay. And is there the opposite? There's no, okay. Then that's a greater question for for another time. Because I was thinking, man, if I had a terminal illness and I knew I was going to have to kick the bucket soon, well, that's the old why one. not go somewhere and run leave up a, a crazy t- amount of credit? Yeah. I have a
2: friend whose grandfather left her so much debt that it like I mean it, it crippled practi- her. It, yeah, practically oh, ruined her life. I
4: mean that sucks. I mean because they they you have she the, got, the she... estate tax right, so the the government will tax you on. Uh, any sort of inheritance you get, but they don't have the opposite of that when you are left the uh, negative, like a death bonus.
2: Somehow she was able to take care of it enough that it didn't, um, you know, ruin her life, but it did for a while.
0: Okay, cool. okay, Interesting. All right, well, we have a guest in our studio, uh, and we are always happy to see him. In fact, he may have been the last... Sort of live guest that we had uh, pre-pandemic uh, because Kathy and Marissa were in Clearwater for Philly Spring Training, which ended up not happening. And But he was there. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of fun and games from your Philadelphia Phils, John Brazier. Oh, hey. Hey.
11: I was sort of alive back then. You were sort of alive? I was sort of alive back then. Yeah. Like everybody. Uh, that was
0: weird, man hearing totally. you guys in the, and you couldn't even you you didn't leave the hotel and we were broadcasting live from there it was and just it was the beginning of it all
3: it was so trippy because it was like like right to the last second who's gonna go are we gonna go down there what's the story you yeah. didn't know we're like everything seems like it might happen or we don't know and from literally from like minute to minute we were rolling and trying to figure out how this was all gonna play out
11: right and and for us we had clients down there we had i mean it was I remember we, I was in a hotel room, and I think I realized that our season's going to get shut down when Rudy Gobert, the guy on the Utah Jazz, when he basically was there's Ricky, oh right Ricky Bo right yeah. there. Ricky Ricky What the? Dude! Lord. Oh What's up? Rick Patel. Wow. Wow. said Rudy Bro. Gobert, and here comes
6: Ricky Patel. This decision, this decision, this, is this, shit. this, just, this shit. Just, Oh, there it <laughs> is. <laughs> He just came walking in. Hammered,
9: by the way. Dude. Hey, yes, you were. <laughs> What's kinda,
6: up, guys? Like How about a are you, radio man? show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky?
9: Right. I'm, I'm just clogging
6: the air here. For...
11: Yeah. <laughs> we used to do just... a radio show together, and this guy was hammered half the time. <laughs> hey,
6: you would this be sitting down the Jersey Shore, feet in the sand, doing a radio show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We literally would do a post. Why is he on?
11: We would do a post game show. <laughs> Stop, Rick. Come on. <laughs> We do a post-game show, right? And if the game went 15 innings, I know that means that Ricky's going to be drinking X amount more, right? So by the time the game ends, especially if it was a bad loss, I'm in trouble. I'm the host, and I got an angry inebriated uh, co-host. Well, it wasn't just me.
6: It was the people around us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had Philly's tickets one day to give away. That went well. We have
3: audio of you giving away the tickets.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: that could be it, too. How many times did you say the uh, F-bomb on the air by any
6: chance? Zero, but we had somebody do it. That's why we couldn't do tickets anymore. Well,
4: no, I was going to say John said uh, the F-bomb on our... I did, several times. By the (laughs) way,
6: real quickly, maybe the smartest guy in here. Really? Ah, really? Thanks, Married into both. Willy Wonka family. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh,
4: uh, and he never brings us ashes chocolate. Nothing. Nothing. Never. Next By the way, you yeah. got to go down
6: the shore house to
11: get the chocolates. Oh, yeah? yeah or the, or you just trip. drive on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and stop off at one of the rest <laughs> areas and get them, <laughs> right, like yeah. I do now. Right. Yeah. Thanks, John. The ice cream guy on our block is really excited. to saw Ricky Botalico coming out of our beach house. He's like, oh, my God, you know that guy? <laughs> Well,
3: no. he comes for the chocolates, clearly. So yeah, that's the whole got, reason. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's good to see you, man.
11: You we're, too. I just wanted
6: w- to stop by say hi to you guys. Are you, you are
3: you visiting one of our sister stations?
6: Uh, I assume that would
3: be the fanatic.
0: Okay,
6: okay.
7: cool. Every, man. every Thursday I'm on the fanatic.
3: So
6: ah, nice. very nice, nice addition. Some part
7: of the family. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do the uh, the cooking segments, right? <laughs> I do.
6: <laughs> <You> know, quesadillas. <laughs> oh,
7: man. Hey, when ready. you're on with the bar Post game, uh, Rick, you got to stop. Um, uh, expressing your feelings so much. When- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any feelings. <laughs> no, what I just. That is my um, edible
0: charcuterie board. It's made uh, from like pizza dough. It's definitely edible. I made it, dude. I don't know about have the some. metal. Help yourself. You don't. No, you to don't need the metal. It. Yeah, you, the thing And you got out. Bulls
11: Barbecue yeah. back there.
0: Yeah, uh, Johnny I brought I saw some that. Beer. I smelled it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. In a little anyways,
7: moment. I'll let you get All back right.
3: to Willie. Thanks
0: for
7: having wow. me. Nice guys. to Ricky see you, man. Italico. This
3: is like the old days of the Tonight Show
6: when Don Rickles would come out. <laughs> you gonna panel him? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Uh, wow. Uh, we, so
11: we were talking about the pandemic, and it was really right. weird. Then Rudy Gobert, remember when he yes. when tested positive, and the NBA shut down. I realized the NBA we're we're about to shut down. Yeah. We're in a hotel room watching this. We got shut down. The clients didn't know whether to drive back, whether it's, whether it's safe to fly back. Right. I, dro- I took my rent-a-car and drove it from Clearwater by myself back to Philly. I took two days. But it was just such a weird time. And remember, you guys didn't know what you guys were going to do? We just,
2: we <laughs> sat at the pool.
11: <laughs> we had pictures of them on the beach or just hanging
3: out. And it was like, it was wild. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was we surreal. Were,
2: we tried to... I I think Marissa left early and I tried to change my flight and they were like, nope, like because people were trying to get out of there. However, I will say staying the weekend, the people who did stay, it was like there was was no pandemic. No, there was no (laughs) pandemic. Hot tub,
11: (laughs) crowded pool. Yeah. Did you stop at wow. south of the border on your way back and get some fireworks? Uh, you always stop at south of the border just because yeah. you have to, kind of, right? <laughs> right. You see so many signs that says Pedro says, yeah. right? Big yeah. <laughs> billboards. Uh, but I, I spent the night, actually spent the night in Savannah. I'd never been to Savannah, so it was a nice way to, uh, I guess, see Savannah. So Savannah's beautiful. Yeah, but here town. we are on the other side of it and back to uh, yeah, what where, where feels very real. Full capacity crowds yeah. and everything. Right. Well, And then, again, last year I went to zero games, right, because it was wow. basically yeah. no fans. Uh, this year, in the very beginning, we were told come to games if you if you have absolutely something specific to do. Um, so I was I was going to about half the games, and now with full capacity and no masks, and we're and now our press club has food, whereas before it was a box lunch. Right, we're, we're back to normal, so which is great. That's I was amazing. at a game
7: a couple of weeks ago, the Yankees game, and it was a Saturday afternoon game, and uh, I got to chat with you for a little bit, John, and you said that that game, which was you know, maybe thirty eight, thirty nine thousand or so was the first time it really felt yep. normal for you again.
11: Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean and everyone feels the same way. I mean we've all been in the same boat. So you see sure. the yeah. cameramen and the announcers and the game day employees, the ushers, the airmark people. It's you know, it's it's and we're one big family, so it's nice to see everybody back. Really you know,
3: is. we had a brief glimmer of it. Now we've always been coming into work. So thing our, 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 our for the most part, everything stayed, you know, similar to us. But when we did the Burt Kreischer parking lot show over there um, and, uh, we start to see some of the people from Aramark and, and, and other people who we would always see from various concerts and the barbecue and any sort of events we'd be doing down there at the sports complex. You know, that was like a little taste. And then we started to wait a little bit longer. But now it, 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 it see, that part comes alive yep. and, and you're in your element. So what, what is, if people are attending and getting back to everything now, what are any new additions that people did you have? Were there new things
11: implemented, or is there anything new? Uh, no, I mean just in the beginning yeah. of this year, we had a lot of the seats were um, zip tied off. We yeah, had, and I we helped all because we didn't have a lot of people to do this, so we all volunteered <laughs> to put the zip ties on. And when we went to full capacity, we had to uh, take the zip ties off. How many zip ties uh, are you talk? <laughs> a lot. Little calluses on my yeah. hand uh, yeah. from doing, it, and we're all you know jumped in. Um, there's a couple things that are still out in the yard. There's, uh, the, the rock wall, uh, wasn't open for a long time. So, right. um, but we're, we're literally back to normal right now. And we actually have a new, uh, where Harry, the case is below that. It's the metal light landing. So it's a cool little bar spot. You know, now we're getting uh, goose Island and some of the outdoor bars area is, are open now that we're again, full capacity. So it's, uh, we, we are literally back. It's almost back to full normal. That's great. It. It's great. awesome.
0: I love it. Uh, so we were just talking off air, so we got 4th of July weekend coming
11: up, uh, Padres are in town. Yeah, and actually it's going to be cool, because Aaron Knoll's, uh, brother, his older brother plays for the Padres. Oh, wow. Now, I think he might be hurt right now, so we're hoping he's going to be- get back, and I don't know if Aaron is going to be pitching that series, but it's going to be pretty cool two major league brothers playing against each other. Yeah. You know, could one be cool. could be pitching against the other. I bet two. you one of them will throw the game, it just seems yeah. right. Or, th- or throw at the brother. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and we, we were
0: also discussing uh, fireworks uh, yep. this year. When's that going to happen?
11: So July 16th, Xfinity fireworks. We oh, never do it on July 4th. We never want to compete with the city. Right. So it's usually after. Um, sometimes we had it before, but usually it's after July 4th. So, yeah, we're doing one, one fireworks. Uh, we play the Marlins. Uh, that is uh, on July sixteenth. That's the way to go because also you, you just
3: enjoy it. Let it breathe a little bit because yeah. what you what you guys do over there is pretty amazing.
11: It's great. Yeah, I mean the fireworks obviously set to patriotic music. It's it's great.
3: And you bought Bulls barbecue. You said today
0: I did because mm, nice. we're
11: giving away tickets uh, for July fourth game one of five and all kids fortune under are going to get a local ninety eight I B E W uh, Zach Wheeler T shirt. Oh so, yeah, so if go to the game so uh, and I in honor of that when you think of baseball when you think of July fourth you think of well, you think of baseball and barbecue, right? Yes. Right. Right. And
3: little kids in the union.
11: Yeah. <laughs> yes,
4: exactly. Well, so years and years ago, you guys always did uh, fireworks on the 4th of July because I remember going there as a child on my birthday. So, uh, And you guys have moved that so that the city has their fireworks. Yep. And, and your fireworks show is second to none.
11: Phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Yep. It's great. And, you know, it's funny. When we had to sell out crowds... What I, this is going to uh, sound terrible, what I loved about it is I knew exactly how long it's going to be. I knew the sound check that was coming on so employees could leave <laughs> right at the perfect moment so we could beat that fireworks crowd because we always had, you know, full capacity and you're yep. going stuck in the line. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's a little that terrible. That's No, it's a park. Park, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's inside info. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, no, it's great. And it's always uh, Lee Greenwood and you can, t- you can yeah. tell yeah. what the yeah. what The, yeah. Yeah. the most patriotic
0: be. song and then get <laughs> out.
5: Yeah. yeah.
11: Uh, so so you said we're going to give some tickets away? Uh, we have a four-pack to give away on July 4th, 105 game against the Padres.
0: Nice. Uh, okay. Well, then we should give that away. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, John, do the honor. Pick a number caller. Uh, let's do seven. All seven. Right. Seven. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Four-pack of July 4th tickets for the Phillies nice. as they uh, they play the Padres. And today's John's birthday. <laughs> It's yeah. the 35th anniversary of your 21st birthday. That That's correct. how we're going with this. Okay. That is correct. Preston so made
3: uh, a charcuterie board for you. Did I it's right <laughs> Thank there. I see that with uh,
11: apples and other things. And yeah. Bull brought me some barbecue. Yeah, it's you know as you guys know when you get older it's not as much fun <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> to celebrate your birthday. But you know Do you I'm, and Nancy
7: uh, Allen and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's Peter amazing. Weller,
11: Arthur,
4: Arthur I Brown. I couldn't
11: come up with who is a celebrity on my birthday. The guy and, who sang
0: this song. <laughs> hang on a second. It is his birthday today. In case you did not know, you share birthday. With <gasps> I
10: am the god of hellfire! <laughs> Arthur Brown. And I bring you.
3: Brazier. Yeah. <laughs> I bring you Brazier. Talking about Brazier. He married into chocolate. <laughs> His name is John Brazier does disgusting things with elephants. Oh, my God. There it
0: is.
5: Hey, there I don't think go. there's
0: ever been a ever. moment that you've ever <laughs> been on this show that the
11: elephant well, story has not come up. The elephant like... story, I've cursed I cursed at a concert on live WMMR radio. Yeah. I cursed on a uh, whatever that gravity ride you had, yeah, and I drop. even warned you guys quiz. to get the guy on the seven-second <laughs> button to be ready Because when this thing drops, I know what's coming out of my mouth, and I, Mm -hmm. I know myself. Yes, to to reiterate.
0: the elephant story John was telling us about. There was a promotion and there was going to be an elephant at the game. And he said that the fanatic was going to be coming on the elephant's back.
11: <laughs> well, riding on well, the elephant's back. I said the fanatic would be coming on the back of an elephant. I met, I yes. missed the part of the fanatic would be coming into the stadium on the back of an elephant. And, yes, and the fanatic was in the studio with me when I
9: said that. And
11: you guys all fell to the floor. The fanatic fell to the floor. We had to go to a break. And Ladies had- and gentlemen, I have to apologize to the spectators today.
4: Yeah. That was not planned. <laughs> Never not funny, man. Hey, um, speaking of the fanatic, <laughs> yes. uh, did he? Did you guys get rid of the hot dog cannon? No.
11: Oh, there, it's still there. there. Still, yeah. we, okay. had heard, it's okay. we had yeah. heard.
0: We had heard it was gone. So okay. no.
11: Did, did, did you guys ever hear the story where he? You know, he shoots uh, the hot dogs are in wrapped yeah. duct tape, mm-hmm. right? Or I guess it's so they were. We were shooting some commercial mm. and. I guess they left a lot of hot dogs in duct tape and tin foil around the concourse. Some <laughs> worker that was walking around the concourse. It was not a game that day. Some worker saw it and called the uh, the bomb squad. Next <laughs> oh said, no, no. We all got we all had to leave the ballpark. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and get back a to a the dog. ballpark because they thought it was a bomb in the ballpark. So oh we get in god. there. And next thing you know, we we find out an hour later it was, it was some. Uh, <laughs> that's some, great. Some t- tin foil wrapped hot dogs.
0: Oh my god, that's
5: great!
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, I also, you know what? I love how the fanatic and gritty have become this pair, yeah, you know, of uh, of celebrities in the city. I mean, the fanatic already was a celebrity, but seeing these shirts with the two of them together, yeah. like in, in the Pulp Fiction, you know, Great. thing, it's awesome. Man. It, it
11: really is awesome. And I and I remember, you know, I interviewed uh, for a podcast that I did with Dave Rammond, and I said to Dave, I said, when you started in '78, that it was the only mascot, really, one of the first mascots in the country. But a ma- picture of the fanatic, picture of a mascot coming to Philadelphia in a blue-collar town, right? And if, if things could go south like, yeah. real quick, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right for the first mascot, <laughs> yeah. right? And so and you think about, so now Gritty starts, what, two years ago, and Gritty caught all kinds of grief locally, right? Remember right. that? He just got killed locally. The first he looked, day, yeah. yeah. looks like Scott Hartnell on steroids. Yeah, and, that yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, it, you know what it took? It took the national media to rip Gritty to then Philadelphians saying, you can't rip Art. We can, yeah, rip. Yeah. We yeah. can right. rip Gritty, right. yeah. you guys you can. can't rip Gritty. And that's when everyone kind of galvanized around the, the Gritty, right? And yeah. now we love Gritty. Yeah. Right? And, and Gritty's the best. And plus the...
0: The marketing and the charismatic, uh, you know, gritty himself. It it's makes it solid. Yeah, they've it's done legit. a great branding job Man. on that.
11: And there's, you know, for those out there that think there's no competition, they love each other and they yeah. work with each other. And it's That's the beauty of the city. All the teams work together and we have great relationships with all the players and coaches and, yep. you know, we do a lot of things together. So it's great. Nice. We're, back. We're back. We're back. It's awesome. All
0: right, July 4th, uh, the Padres, the Phils are playing them. We're getting a winner right now. Going to set up that four-pack. Thank you to John for bringing the Bulls barbecue. Cube by today and the um uh the fireworks will start on the 16th. I think you said or the 15th. Uh, 16th, 16th. July 16th. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. John, it's great to see you right. Happy Thanks, birthday. guys. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with
6: us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Right at this moment, we have your opportunity to win a digital download of Godzilla versus Kong. So, we're going to do today's lesson question. And uh, let me see. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I did not look at these beforehand. Well, let's go with this. Robocop could use his computer interface device to cut what? (laughs) 215263. It's true. Uh, WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. Robocop could use his computer interface device to cut what? Uh, call now. By the way, what is this one? It says Casey had the honor of feeling Drew Gulak feeding Drew Gulak this morning. Did few, I write it wrong? A few years back, and Casey gave what to Ric Flair? Oh, an enema. Oh, it says an enemy. Oh yeah, that's all <laughs> I would have right. used that. I uh,
3: that was a typo. <laughs> you
4: provided me with my mortal enemy. <laughs> Here you go, Mr. Flair. Enema. <laughs> Here is right. Hulk Hogan.
0: We will instead go with the RoboCop question. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you're calling in.
1: This is trash business this is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right.
0: It's brought to you by the craft beer trail of greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over 90 breweries, And 1,000 beers. Don't miss uh, Summer Weekend along with Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia. Get your fill at VisitPhilly.com.
3: What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian granted a permanent restraining order from her latest crazed fan, Charles Peter Zelenoff. Since this was Kim's 100th restraining order, she and the judge took a commemorative picture in front of a starker step and repeat. I hit the wrong button. Oh, my oh. God. I hit, <laughs>
0: I hit the button. I lost our music. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Continue, please.
3: <laughs> Alex Rodriguez has reportedly moved into a, get this, $200,000 a month summer rental in Sag Harbor just one mile from ex-Jennifer Lopez. A-Rod says the proximity is just a coincidence, as this is his recent online purchase of binoculars and a ghillie
5: suit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Salma high claiming in an interview that her breasts became huge during menopause and have stayed that way. Wow. In addition, she says she accidentally fell down her basement stairs and her vagina got tighter. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track.
0: All right. Thank you, Steve. All right. We will now go to the phones for an answer to this question. What and uh, Robocop could also use his uh, computer interface device to cut what? And I will go to Sean for the answer. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys, what's happening? Yo, bud, looking for the answer. Robocop could cut what with his computer interface? He
5: could
0: cut his on um, his co stars' birthday cakes. Yes, cake. Yeah! Yes. Hang on a second, Sean. For you, a digital download of Godzilla versus Kong, and the fate of the world hangs in the balance. As these legendary adversaries collide in a battle of the ages. So, who will fall and who will be crowned the king of all monsters? You can
1: own it now on digital and 4K Ultra HD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Why, why,
5: why don't you get
0: all right, and it is brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pennsauken, New Jersey, or at com. Blink-182 frontman Mark Hoppus has been diagnosed with cancer. We mentioned this earlier this morning. The 49-year-old singer made the announcement late yesterday across his social media. And he wrote, quote, For the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. I have cancer, it sucks, and I'm scared. Uh, He went on to say that he was blessed with incredible doctors, family, and friends. According to his post, he has months of treatment ahead of him. He ended with, uh, can't wait to be cancer-free and see you all at a concert in the hopefully near future love to you all. Uh, Since sharing his statement, several fans and stars have wished him a speedy recovery. He has not been specific about what type of cancer he has or what stage that he might be in. So we'll see if more information comes out of that. But never a good thing to hear Hopefully it will go well for him. Fuel will release their first album in 18 years. It's called Anomaly, and it's due out in October. Uh, The 11 original tracks were written by founding member Carl Bell. The first single from Anomaly, called Hard, will be released early next month. Uh, Bell reunited with original Fuel drummer Kevin Miller, accompanied by new singer John Corsale. Guitar player Mark Klotz and bass player Tommy Nat. The name is Klotz. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go for after Klotz. Mr. Klotz plays guitar. I love pudding. Yeah. Oh. Uh so different singer, Brent Scallions. What happened to him? In the I ba- I don't know what happened to him. Because he's is- the one who sang shimmer, right? That's yeah. <laughs>
5: and
0: hemorrhage. And hemorrhage on my pudding. <laughs> Uh Bell and Miller recently shared a video of their emotional in-person reunion after a decade. Bell said we were just patient with oh each other. O- we were just patient with each other. <laughs> uh from the first conversation, I recognized the same feeling in Kevin's voice. Uh fuel was huge for us and it was a great moment in our lives and Kevin was as grateful for the opportunities that fuel gave us as I was. Uh we bonded on that fact and I would have taken a bullet for him and I still would is what he said.
3: I I Dig fuel. I, I you know, they're, they're yeah. their songs, a couple of songs that were the big hits for them. I thought were really great. But uh you know, Brent's voice
0: was very distinctive that and, was the and he was clearly yeah a really good singer. And so we'll see how they do with this guy, John Corsale. I can uh, sing as well. He's from Pennsylvania. I'm not sure what part of uh Pennsylvania, but um be nice to find out if he was from the show. Sure. Studio. Yeah. Uh, he joins Fuel as Miller and Bell reunite after a decade-long separation. Decades-long separation. Says here. All right. Uh, former Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler is set to release his solo albums as a set entitled "Manipulations of the Mind: The Complete Collection." Uh, the set will feature his GZR album "Plastic Planet," his Geezer album "Black Science," Geezer, and GZR's Ohmwork. Uh, a bonus record will also be included in the set. The album is due out on July twenty.
3: Is Geezer short for Geez Chester? Geez <laughs> Chester? I don't know. Well, I don't know. where the, What is his real name? It's surely not That's Geezer. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Nick, do you mind yeah. uh,
0: doing a quick search and, and it, see what Geezer Butler's real birth name it's is? Like yes. Van
3: Geesbrook or something.
0: Uh, we'll find out in a second here. Makes it
7: is matter. not Van Giesbrook. It is Terrence Michael Joseph Geezer Butler. and uh, Just a nickname. All right. Terrence the, uh, Michael Joseph Butler. He used to call everybody Geezer at school. He hey, a yo old oh. Geezer. And so it was a slang term for a man. And then because he called everybody that, they ended up calling him that. That became his nickname. It would be more like Geezer.
0: Geezer. You just right, Jay? I told you guys the story. I'll tell you one more time, though. Growing up as a kid, I'd always heard that Geezer Butler lived in our area. All right. And that on Halloween, you could go by his house and and, and, uh, and it would be freaky to go by the dude from Black Sabbath's house and get candy. And I heard that, you know, he had all these guitars all over the house. I never believed it for one second. We talked to Tony Iommi a few years yes. ago. Yes. It's goddamn
5: true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
0: He lived in St. St. Louis. Louis. I just never even bothered to follow up on that. <laughs> it seems so stupid and outrageous. That would he be doing in, the, in St. The, Louis? The center of America. Yes, geezer butler. Oh. You, you, all, kick cat. Yeah. You geezer. Mm. You go, yeah, baby Ruth ball. I would have absolutely gone by their had i known that was true. All right. And the last story. Wolfgang Van Halen's debut album, Mammoth, WVH, has debuted big across the Billboard charts. Uh, The collection is, of course, Eddie's son writing, performing, and producing all on his own on this. Enter the Billboard 200 Albums chart at impressive number 12. That's
3: excellent.
0: Yeah, he posted on social media, I am blown away and eternally grateful for the support you've all given me. This is absolutely crazy. Thank you. Seriously, a debut rock album, getting a top 15 placement on Billboard Top 200 in 2021. Absolutely insane. Oh, man. He said you're all incredible. Yeah. So did you live near Chesterfield, Preston? I lived in Chesterfield. I started geezer I know. <laughs> I mean, not just in St. Louis. He lived in my damn town.
3: Hey, I remember you. You came to my house on Halloween. Yes. You were dressed as a fairy princess. No. No? Uh,
0: were you dressed
3: as a hobo? Yes, yeah. actually. It I would remember
0: you. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Billboard's top, uh, the the, uh, uh, the Mammoth album topped the charts on Billboard's top rock albums, hard rock albums, and independent albums list. And it's it amazing. also hit number two on Billboard's top album sales and current album sales chart. You can see that, gentleman at the MMRBQ, Mr. Wolfgang Van Halen, Mammoth WVH, and I hope we get a chance to talk to him. I would um, love that. I have a feeling we probably will. At least somebody from the station sure. will, will sit down for an interview. But I wouldn't mind talking to him myself. I
3: mean, Pierre already has. I know he had a spend some time doing yeah. it a, a, a Zoom conference. All right, so that's it. That's
0: your music news, friends. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week when we return. Stay with us.
6: Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from noon to 3 at the Verizon store at 1301 Bristol Pike in Ben Salem. When you buy a selected smartphone from Verizon, you'll get up to $1,000 towards a second smartphone with Select Unlimited plan. Additional terms apply.
0: Um, Today's been a very fun program, and I want to thank the people that have helped make it fun. Our guest, Drew Gulak. What a good Woo-hoo!
3: WWE fella. Yeah, so excited. He's yep. doing well. and. He couldn't be nicer.
0: Yeah, super nice guy. And uh, he just, he came in because. He was in town. Yeah. And he grew up listening to the
3: Preston Steve Show. He, st- he started
0: listening to us as Preston Maryland, and Steve.
3: All the way back. All the uh, way back. I love it. And um, then he was in, in, in enamored of the picture of your uh, pizza dough charcuterie board. Yes. And uh, therefore that
0: brought him to us. So I yes. made one. I made one in here in the studio. Your char- char- charcuterie board brings all the boys to the yard. It does. <laughs> I should write a song, yeah. actually, and chase it down with a milkshake. Um, <laughs> thank you also. Speaking of songs, Don McCluskey, yeah. great musician. His current song called First in Flight" is going to be on. I'll play a little bit of for you. Is going to be on the season two finale of Mythic Quest, and that's why we had Rob Macalney on with him as well. Two American boys. This is a beautiful song. the dream. Just a lot of fun, like happy, it. Really like great it. story about the Wright brothers, yep. and. Opportunity and, and uh, so much more. So uh, it was cool to have Don on the program today. And don't forget that uh, that exhibition match, that friendly match, coming up with AFC Wrexham. Uh, and uh, that's, of course, uh, Rob McElhinney's team against Philadelphia Union, and that is going to be on July 29th. There was something else to mention about Don McCluskey, right, Nick? Yeah,
7: he forgot to mention he has a live gig in front oh. of a real live audience and an you know, actual live music show that you can go to, and it's going to be at uh, Broken Goblet Brewing, and uh, that's going to be on July 24th. And so uh, you can follow Don on Instagram. Oh. Um, and but yeah, Broken Goblet Brewing, July twenty fourth. It'll and uh, tickets are available on Broken Goblet's Facebook page. Nick, you
0: had asked me if I'd played if if my band Saint had played Broken Goblet, and I thought that was a
7: song you were talking about, <laughs> right? Uh, no, it was gig. a venue. Yes. yes,
0: we have played there. Okay, I yes. believe so.
7: Yeah. Well, Don thought so too, and so he yeah. was trying to make that connection, and then we just kind of got lost in the sauce or whatever. But uh, that's where his gig is, regardless. And, and uh, once again, July twenty fourth. And uh, tickets are available through Broken Goblet Brewing's Facebook page. Wonderful. And thank you to John Brazier. For Yay!
0: And uh, mystery unannounced guest, Ricky Batalico, Yay. as he just kind of popped into the studio for a second. Uh, but uh, John, stop by to promote uh, the uh, events coming up with the Phil's uh, they're playing the Padres July 4th weekend. On July 4th, actually, we gave away some tickets earlier. Uh, and also their fireworks are going to start on July 16th. They don't That's compete awesome. with the city's fireworks yeah. or you know, the Welcome America thing. So it was nice to have uh, John by as well. Pierre Robert has sauntered into the studio as well. Good day, sir.
9: And to you. We've had a lot of guests today. We have. Almost cool. like we're back to normal. Almost like it,
0: we're yeah. getting there, man. It's cool.
1: Yeah, it's very, very nice.
0: Uh, Shall we get the letter from you? Here we go.
1: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
0: And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I is in Indiana. All right. And we have just one more letter to go. And we'll give away a sweet escape package from Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. And this will include a midweek stay in a suite, a $100 dinner voucher, and a spa package. That's a pretty sweet deal. And You can book your Hard Rock Atlantic City escape starting at just eighty nine dollars at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City dot com. So that goes out to you tomorrow. Everything good in your world? Very good. What's cool. that?
3: That is you don't go anywhere near that.
0: Well, no, there is only <laughs> there is well, meat on it. There is meat on it, but yeah. they'd only touch that little part. Oh, of it. all right. Um, that is my uh, edible charcuterie board that I made, oh. and
3: uh, it's. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It is delicious. Honestly, I grabbed a piece and I had a little bit of honey and some cheese and it, just the the dough. It's a simple thing, but it it uh, the combination cheese. works.
7: Was that now?
9: Is this cheese? It is
7: cheese. Yeah.
9: And this is like stuffing or something.
7: <laughs> it's uh, pizza dough. No, pizza this is, dough. This is bread, so you just yeah. break it off. Oh. Take a piece of cheese. Oh. Make, you can eat a the cheese. Piece of fruit, and
0: you can dip the honey in,
9: dip it in honey. Has That's the meat true. touched the other areas? No, I told you it's only
0: touched a small part
9: right here. So the meat hasn't contaminated the no, no, uh, no. cheesy and the honey area? Not the no. cheesy and the honey. Okay. Are you going to have some, Pierre? I might. Okay. okay. It looks good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um,
0: what's up in your shirt? <laughs> Thank you for
9: asking. <laughs> Thank you. Pierre was afraid that whatever he had would have touched some meat. I was. I huh? was. It really was. Um, but don't fear anything. Yeah. Um, we have workforce blocks of Van Halen. do oh, beautiful! fear anything. Let that I'm bear.
3: reminded of what the DJ Pierre Robert said when he said, don't fear anything.
9: That's right. Um, we'll have workforce blocks of Van Halen, The Grateful Dead, and a block about change. Uh, I have a letter requesting some songs that deal with change. Hmm. Uh, don't fear the change. Yeah. Don't fear anything.
7: Don't mm. fear change. You're going to do Change by Blind Melon? You know that song? I don't. It's a great tune. It's a, a Blind Melon obviously had a huge hit with No Rain, but that, <clears throat> they had another song called Change, which is fantastic, and wow. uh, if I could put in a request, well, that may, would be it. May right. I as
3: well? Yeah, sure. John Waite has a song called Change. Really? Change. Mm. Wow. It's it a great song. It doesn't matter who, who you are. are. Okay. It's I only change. Change! Change. What's in your heart Can we'll never
9: change. change That's a great song Very, very inspired I am <laughs> <laughs> I am. Don't go changing From uh, Billy Joel Yeah Right Ah Uh Change Reaction Ah, Yes Change
0: Reaction Sergeant
9: Change's Lonely Change Club Band Sergeant Change's Lonely Change Club Band
0: Winds of Change Winds
9: of Change Scorpions Yeah I don't want to get too carried away with it Because um, at 2 o'clock My very special thing today Is a conversation with Graham Nash Awesome uh, Of Crosby, Tools, Nash & Young About the 50th anniversary of Deja Vu Which has um, been re-released as of about a month ago and there's this extras package, which I have, uh, which has all these really cool. It has him singing Our House with Joni Mitchell. That's great. Things like that. Oh, wow, uh, great. That are special extra things, um, on the, on the, uh, re-release.
0: Did they write that song together or was it just about no, It was just her, him. But he, he wrote it about their life together.
9: Yeah. Okay. She had this cool, still has this cool little bungalow in the canyon. And, um, they were out shopping and she had bought a vase at uh, a store and um, they got back to the little cottage and he said well uh, why don't you get some flowers for the vase and I'll oh, light a fire, fire yeah. Yeah, and, great. Um, and uh, she went out to get the flowers he sat down on the piano and there you go it's beautiful it's an amazing song yeah. and an amazing wrestler. goes out to Pierre <laughs> Oh my God! he writes this song
3: always makes me feel better when I hear it yeah whether I'm just eating a bread charcuterie board.
9: Or <laughs> <laughs> not fearing anything. Or not fearing anything. <laughs> Don't fear, dudes. Or neither. Or neither. <laughs> All right. There you have it.
0: There it Two. is. Two. <laughs> All right. I want to thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Shows, brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, also brought to you by Duncan. They're the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. And brought to you by the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia. Five counties with over 90 breweries. You can learn more at visitphilly.com. Tomorrow on this program, we will be broadcasting live from Subaru of America in Camden, New Jersey. That is what they won a live broadcast from the President and Steve Show from the Camp Out for Hunger 2019. (laughs) Yeah. And so. We're making good on that because we couldn't do it last year. So we're headed in.
3: I'm honestly very time. excited to make good on this because you know how much, how important they are to the camp out. And it's always, it's, it'll be, it'll feed, feel that much more normal again, President, to be back there doing the uh, the broadcast. Yep. I
2: just hope I don't get lost. Last time I ended up with, with uh, hookers, the hookers okay. on the side of the road yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. police officer was like, where are you going? I remember
3: that. <laughs> where Ma'am? are you going, hooker? Yeah, <laughs>
0: Ma'am, he's a hooker. I'm not It's 5 o'clock
2: in the morning. All right, I'm going to
0: give away, as we break, uh, I have seven of these. It's an advanced screening, a uh, virtual advanced screening of uh, The Tomorrow War, which is going to be on Thursday, July 1st. So I'll have that for it. 215 263 The movie launches on Amazon Prime Friday, July 2nd. So we'll take seven callers. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you
1: tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: W-M-M-M. Hey everybody! It's good to have you on the show.